The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you uh, want to give us a call, you'd be uh, very, very welcome to. It's Friday and we're all feeling a bit, ah, you know, a little bit. Uh, this is Ian Lee. This is the late night alternative. So I'm just, um, oh, I'm trying to. Sorry, I'm just trying to load up a game on my Spectrum. Hang on a second. Here we go. There we go. That's it. Just loading up a game on the old Specky. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Just I've just put my spectrum into play with Catherine. I hope you don't mind. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Yes, Zach. Hello. Hello, Zach. How are you? Sorry. How are you? Um, uh, tired. Well, clearly it's Friday. You called. There's a really long, loud ringing for some reason. There's what? Oh, I, there's a really loud ringing. The, are you no. on speakerphone? No. Okay. There's, uh, there's nothing our end. It sounds fine our end. Oh, okay. Uh, well, then I'll just have to call. I'll call back next week. 
No, do it, do it now. Oh, I can't because it's really, really. Well, well, it doesn't. We can't hear it. So, can you not work? Can you not work through it? I don't know. We can't hear anything. So, if you just, you just plow on. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm just gonna say one thing. I went really bad. Uh huh. Go on, carry on. We can't hear it, Zach. So you just uh, you, you just carry on, Zach. We can't hear anything. I feel like you're doing this on purpose or something. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I'd really want I'd really want my the start of my last show of the week to to be this anticlimactic on purpose, Zach. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm sabotaging it. You're right. Fine. Currently staring Donald Trump in the face on a card. Yep. Because there's a card on the ceiling with a birthday card for my mum. Uh huh. Uh, Zach, go on. Go on. <laughs> Zach? Well, I'm going on a hiccups ride tomorrow. Your, your hiccups went tomorrow? <laughs> I'm going on a helicopter ride tomorrow. That's fantastic news. Thanks very much for calling. Um, 03444991000 is the telephone number. I couldn't hear anything. Um, so it's Friday night. Um, the week has come to an end. Um, I tell you who, what, what annoys me. I, I tell you who annoys me. I tell you who, to whom annoys me. I'll tell you to wit to whom annoys me. It is people who do not hit reply all <laughs> in emails when it's obvious when, when there has been an email chain and there is more than one recipient to the emails, and um, and then some people sort of break off into little subgroups. All you got to do is hit reply. If, if, if you hit reply, and it can be sent to more than one person, options will be reply, reply all. Right? So if that option, if the option reply all comes up, then I suggest you hit it. Can I tell you what really annoys me? Go on, Catherine. When people reply all when a decision has not been made on dates, here's a little heads up. For everyone who keeps replying all with me in a chain. Yes. I'm just going to not read anything until the last one when you've made your mind up and I'll, and then, then I'll join in. Here's the thing. When dates are being arranged among multiples of people... Two of whom are sitting next to each other. The converse... Well, but the, the third was not. So the conversation has to be had in an open public forum. Why? Our, uh, uh, person A threw some dates down... Person B responded with um, uh, uh, four dates were laying down by person A. Yes. Person B responded with, I can't do these two, I can do these two. Person A then narrowed it down to one date out of those two. Yeah. Person C then replies to person A, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, because person what is the A point of that? was sitting next to person what about C. Per- no, but- you said that there was one date. This is how you do it. Kath, can you do the seventh? No. Yes, I can. You weren't we there. We can do the seventh. The end. No, I'm not replying for you. Why? I'm not You're be- sitting next to me. Because of a hundred years of female emancipation. That is why. Um, so... Uh, How was your day? Yeah, oh, man. Um, I recorded a podcast today with um, foul-mouthed comedian Brian Gittins. Good. Um, it may have been the biggest mistake of my. I've met. I've, I hosted a quiz show called Mental, um, but this may have been the biggest mistake of my career. It, I, I wandered in, and um, 
He was wearing a pink curly wig. Now, the name Brian Gittins, thankfully, will mean very, very little to the majority of the people listening at home. And and well done you. Um, I don't know when it's being released. I urge you not to um, listen to it. I urge you not to get involved with it because it really is, um, it is beneath me. It is beneath me and it is beneath you, dear listener. Um, so I did that. I've got a feeling I've, I've either, I'm hoping I've left all of my computer leads at home, but I've got a feeling um, my computer leads and my headphone might have been, uh, might have been stolen by someone. That would be annoying. What, by Gittings? By someone. I, I leave my bag open. What I'm trying to say is, all in all, I haven't really got any mojo for tonight's show. I've got no, I've got no mojo. I think we've had um, four days of blistering, um, blistering radiophonic output. Uh, Twelve hours of top drawer, top notch, top shelf. No, not top shelf. But certainly, um, you know, it's been good. So what I'm saying is, can, can I not have an off day? Can Friday just not be a little bit off? Huh? Guys, I don't really know where to. Um, don't really know where to go. I'm devoid of inspiration. If only there was a birthday boy on the line who could give me some inspiration. Ian, happy birthday, Nobber! Thank you. Yep. Are you at the comedy club? We're on a break at the moment. Oh, who have you seen so far? Kay Kurd. Yep. Who's a Kurdish guy? Stephen Kurdish guy. No, yeah, okay. And my compere was a Geordie. Oh, blimey! They've let them. Um, they've let them loose with a microphone. Yeah. Anyone? Anyone? And this is always the important question. Anyone that's been on the telly? No. Oh. Not like you in. Not when, like me. In the jungle. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, television is a way that we measure people's artistic success, and it shouldn't be because um, the best stuff isn't on TV. Um, what's the funniest joke you've heard tonight? There was one about ISIS. Confusing ISIS for ASOS. Oh, confusing ISIS with ASOS. I like that. That's good. That the ASOS are the uh, catalog. Uh, company, aren't they? It's an online shopping site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good. It's catalogues, yeah. Um, Oh, that's good. That's funny. I like that. They're clever. They're clever, these comedians, what they can do with words and and scenarios and things, aren't they? And we had a heckle. Oh, go on. What happens? I like this. Some guy said, here comes the comedian. Oh. What when they what? Um, That's not a heckle. That's 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 um, audio description for the blind. No, but the response to a heckle, you probably need the dump button for this one. Um, Say it, and I'll dump it. That's when you get the slap in your penis on your balls. Hang on a minute. Well, hang on a minute. We may need the dump. I don't think I understood it. That's what you get for slopping your old penis on your balls. Yeah. I don't know. By the way, we're coming from a, a marketplace in Toronto. Just um, have a listen. Good evening, Canada. Because it's like it's like I don't know it's like lunchtime or something. I don't, I've lost my watch. Um, bored of that idea already. Bored of that halfway through <laughs> yesterday's show. But we're in Toronto. We're in Toronto, and uh, oh, so, well, that's what you get for slopping your penis on your balls. Penis on your balls. Yeah, it's well, co. I'm not sure. I like it. I'm going to use that one. Ah, uh, nice one. No, no. My commission's 10%. OK. Well, what, you're stealing other people's jokes, Alan, so, if oh. anything, I'm going to report you to the joke police. 
Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Well, have a lovely birthday, Alan. Thank you. Get drunk and do do mischievous things. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're coming live from Toronto Market. This is this is this is what it sounds like. Okay. That's that. Toronians. Yep. Um, and uh, it's it's a mojo less show, Joe Less. So with that in mind. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Tour Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Monday. Um, Chris Difford's coming in. Chris Difford from Squeeze is coming in to this studio with a guitar, first hour of the show, sing some songs. Um, we'll be back, not next year, though, because we're in uh, Toronto. When we come back to London... Oh, it's a stupid idea. Uh, I should either do it or don't. Um, he's coming in on Monday, 10 o'clock. We'll have it on Periscope. You'll be able to watch it. Um, you'll be able to hear it. It will go out as a podcast as well, probably release it as a vinyl LP. Well, And um, we'll take it to Edinburgh as a show. Um, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Um, he's been really nice to me and very uh, helpful to me recently, and um, I, 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 you know, and he's just one of one of Britain's greatest songwriters. <laughs> you know, one of Britain's. Two, here's the thing: two of Britain's greatest songwriters have been really helpful to me through recent traumas. Him and Andy Partridge. About time you wrote them a song, then. Yes, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, um, do you know what? Do you know what, Catherine? I might just do that. I might just do that. Uh, me and Kath have got have come up with a really dumb idea, right? Uh, we're going to try and do a TV show, um, like, uh, online, live. We're trying to stream a live... I've not got the idea yet. <laughs> we're going to try and stream on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rabbithole, on Sunday, June the 3rd, uh, around about 7pm, we're going to try and stream a live TV show. There'll be at least two cameras, hopefully three. There'll be a live audience. There will be a guest... We've 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 asked Adam Buxton if he can do it. So there'll be a guest. There'll be um, a couple of short films from me and Kath, a couple of short films from you, dear listener, and maybe some other bits and pieces we don't know yet. And it, it's kind of an experiment um, to see if technically it is possible to do it with two or three cameras and my computer, and you know, um, and to see if people want to see it. Um, so um, so we're selling tickets. If you go to ticketsource dot I can't remember what it is. I haven't said it for so long. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dashley. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dashley. Uh, we've sold 12 tickets already out of 90. It's not until June the 3rd. Um, it could be a car crash. The way I envisage the evening, it'll be very loose. First 45 minutes will be a typical um, rabbit hole podcast show. Um, and we'll see if we can persuade our guest to be in that bit as well. And then the second half, we'll do kind of a TV show type thing. Um, and we'll show films and you can hopefully come along and see it, be part of the live studio audience. Uh, or you can watch it on YouTube.com slash rabbit hole. That's what we're going to try and do. That's the plan. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> loads of people are saying, I don't think you're, I don't think, I don't think you can do that on a computer yet. So no. we'll find out. I've bought a box, so we'll find out. Um, but so you might want to get tickets to come and um, watch. Could could be a, a car crash. But be but I've, 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 the first sentence in the the blurb is be prepared to fail. 
you know, this is it. We've got, we've got to keep trying out, uh, trying out these things. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio with me, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Evening, Pete. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Pete. What you got for us? So I just wanted some advice, really. Um, I'm like the black sheep of the family. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And my family are quite prim and proper and everything like that. Yeah. And we've been waiting for a point in our lives, I think, for something to change. And you know that Parson Green uh, train failed bombing? Remember uh, that one? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. My sister was two feet away from the uh, the bomber, and she was on that carriage. And uh, me. Yeah, she was on the she was on the LBC like straight away. I listened to James O'Brien, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, and uh, I well, got her hooked up with that. What? What? So, so <laughs> this may not be what you've called in about, but I do have to ask: Is she all right? What happened? So she got singed. So there was a massive fireball in the carriage. Yeah. And she got singed. And, uh... Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Start now. So, yeah. so hang on. So, so let me get this right. You're saying your sister was uh, was two feet away from the bomb that didn't quite go off on the Parsons Green tube train? Yeah. You know that picture that was taken with the... Where it was still on fire. Yes. From the outside. Mm-hmm. She was literally... Hanging on that rail, pretty much next to the guy. Oh, man. She, you say she got singed. Is she okay? Yeah, no, she's fine. But the problem the problem with my sister is that she's a very proper city girl. Yeah. Uh, life has changed slightly a bit now. But me and her were very close. Yeah. And we were very similar kind of people. Um, and then she changed when divorced and whatever, blah, blah. And... My family has not accepted what has happened there because it's very rare for a bomb to not explode that's meant to explode, you know what I mean, in a terrorist situation. Yes. And and I've never been able to talk to her about that because every time we've been around there for lunch or whatever, my parents live up in Yorkshire, I live down in Surrey, and she lives near Surrey. And, uh... What do you mean your family haven't haven't accepted it? What I don't know what you mean by that. Because my family are very. I mean, my, I mean, give you a long short of it. My other sister was uh, kidney transplant. My, my mother had to give her kidney. Yeah. So they, they were in the news in South Africa a lot. Um, we just had a lot of stuff going on in our family. So that, do they not and... think that standing next to a bomb that? Didn't quite detonate. They don't. You saying that they don't think that's a big deal? Yeah. Wow. They don't, they, they don't accept what has happened. And I listen. I'm very. I'm a private investigator. I'm very aware of things. I've caught up before. I spoke about going, going on a trip to Colorado for smoking some stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. But hang on. I'm uh, confused. They don't accept the what? They don't accept the conventional story that is in the press about that bomb. Yeah. What? They, they they literally do not want to talk about that because they feel that nothing's happened, so nothing's happened. So they and are... They, 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 that's, that, they're sweeping it under the carpet. And um, I'm looking at this as an opportunity, like I say, as I'm the black sheep of the family, yeah. 
can I bring everyone together? Because I've done my things, bloody blah, and uh, I don't know. I'm just looking for a way in to break back into the family because my dad is 70, just recovered from bowel cancer. Uh, my mother is you know, late, late 60s. So time is running out, is what you're, to put it bluntly, for you to try and make peace. And I think, if would I regret that, that, that I didn't make peace? Or would, would they regret that then uh, I kind right. of think... OK, two things, right. right. First think, of all... If I think like that, yeah, right. sorry. No, let me, let me just interrupt it, because there's a couple of things. First of all, I, I'm really curious... As because I must be missing something here, and it's my fault, Pete. Because I'm so tired today. I'm really curious as to how you imagine you can exploit, and I use that in the purest sense of the word. How you can exp- I understand it. You know how you can exploit um, the 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 terrorist attack to get back into your family. Because I don't understand that. But in answer to your second point, this was my thinking. Where when I made peace with my dad, and he wasn't ill, but I'm glad I did because he died shortly after, right? Sure. Yeah, if he if he died, I'd feel bad. He wouldn't because he'd be dead. That's it. If he died before I'd a, 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 at least attempted to make peace with him, I would have all of the baggage that I had before he died still with me and nowhere to unload it, and I'd have all of the extra baggage of him being dead to carry. So that's double yeah. baggage. Yeah. So your question was, um, if if you don't make peace, who's going to feel worse, you or them? Well, if they're dead, it's going to be you. Yeah. And everyone's going to look at me as well, going, I'm the only one who's not really involved in their close well, family connection. I if don't know if they will. Go on. I mean, if they need something, I'm there, but it's just one of those where I've sort of drifted out of the family. We are a very close family, you know yeah. what I mean? It's very... Yeah. It's one. Of, it's an old-school situation. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, since that plus is green attack... But how do you... No, so I, 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 I thought, I thought that, that there was a way from my whole family, and my dad literally recovered from his bowel cancer operation yeah. like two months before that, and everything was all cool. And I just thought this is an opportunity for everyone to just go. You know what I mean? We we're still all alive. Man. You've you all che- I mean? you've all the, the, the people have cheated death. Yeah, I think in so many right. ways. But, right, and and okay, and that's. I just think, is it, is it, but, but I'm quite a strong person in the family. When I when I, when I'm there for a Sunday lunch, I dominate the whole area and I crack the jokes and I'm. I'm, I'm the life of the party, in a way, not playing my own trumpet, but I just, oh. but I, obviously I like to have a few drinks and then I crack on. Can I make a suggestion then? Yeah. Next time you go for Sunday lunch, don't have anything to drink, just drink water or orange juice. You know, I drink on the way there. Yeah. Just to deal okay. with that. Okay. Okay. Well, just just try it for one. This is my suggestion. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not driving, by the way. No, 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 it's fine. Driving, so it's cool. My suggestion would be the next time you go for Sunday lunch, don't drink anything yeah. and don't say anything. And listen. Just try and listen. And try not to. And I know, I, I, I'm guessing that you dominate and you're loud and you crack jokes to cover, I don't know, it's awkwardness, shame, whatever, I don't know. But try, try not to be that. Try not to be that person, Pete. Try and be a quiet person and listen to everyone else's stories. 
Yeah, you're right. Do you, what, well, that's one thing I don't, well, that's one thing I don't do. Well, that's, and, and that might be, I don't know, because we've spoken for ten minutes, I don't know the backstory, but maybe that could be the key to unlocking things, cause, because I mean, who knows what all your family are thinking. Maybe they're thinking, oh, brilliant, Pete's, um, Pete's a little bit um, tipsy and he's telling more jokes. Or maybe they're thinking, I wish Pete would shut up and ask me, you know, how my day was or how, you know. So maybe you do just go and you st- cause, and stay sober, because when you've had a few drinks, it's easy to kind of lose control and get louder. And just listen yeah. and don't say anything. And maybe if maybe the most you could say, if someone tells a story and you, you, you've not quite got it and go, well... But but what happened then? Or and how did you feel when that happened? And then just sit back and listen. Yeah, no, that actually makes complete sense. I've never actually tried that. Never tried that because I've always tried to deflect from it. Yeah. And, uh, but now I want to I want to do something about it. I really do because I just feel such a big moment in our lives yeah. that could have changed our whole lives. Let me ask you a question. That I, I, yeah. I bet you haven't been asked, so I'm going to... Hopefully I'm not the first person to ask it, but I've got a feeling I might be. How... What do I want to say? How did you feel and how do you feel knowing that your sister was stood two foot away from a bomb that, that if it had gone the other way, would have blown up an entire train carriage? How, How do you feel about what happened to your sister? That changes on a daily basis, but the most prominent feeling, I would say, is... <sighs> no, I can't. I can't, mate. Because it... yes, I'm literally can. thinking about it now. Y- yes, you can. How do you feel now? Tell me how you feel now. You know what I want to tell you? Is that two weeks after that happened... Mm-hmm. I had to fly to Burkina Faso, which is an ISIS-infested land in mm-hmm. Africa, mm-hmm. and I felt so much revenge and hatred. And I'm not—I I'm was born in South Africa, born through Mandela area, and lived in England for 20 years. But I'm the most least racist person. But when it comes to something like that, I just think there's still no racism in that, which is crazy as well. Mm-hmm. But I was in the ISIS land, and I was like, I was shipping. I was sorry. That's I was, all right. Very scared. Yeah. And you wanted oh, you wanted to get I, I, revenge. I I, I, I I drove to the bomber's house the next day. I took a photo and I put it on my uh, Twitter page. Wow. And I drove to the house of the bomber. Yeah. So I needed to feel. I guess because of being a private investigator, I have to mm. I have to see things to believe things and blah blah. blah. But. Uh, Wow, there was the scariest moment when I was driving up to that place. So you see the house, I think it was like a purplish, pinkish kind of house, mm. and I, it was all cordoned off, and it was just um, the, the X-Files all over the place with the, the circle, yellow circles, which means they're armored police. Mm. And you're driving up to that, and this is the next day. And I, and I listened to the James O'Brien show where I, like, I heard the interview again, and I uh, listened to that on the way up, and I was just like, my sister went through that, man. And, like, I just think the chaos that involved afterwards, where most of the actual damage to people happened, I mean, I don't know how I deal with that situation. It's, uh, you sound to me like a man that is, um, is very powerful and likes to be in control of situations. Am I right? 
I do like. I feel that I feel better in those situations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, you, in a nice way. Yeah, no, no. Way. Of course, it's not. It's not criticism. It's you know, just some people are like that. They like to be in control of situations, and I imagine. Knowing that your that your sister was that no, I, I bet you've imagined what you would have done if you were there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And now oh, you'd have you'd have spotted it, you'd have yeah. spotted it, and you'd have you'd have got the guy, and you'd have pushed him against the wall, and you, you something like that, yeah. In a perfect world, if I could do something to change something bad, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. And you and you think that because you're a good man, and because. The, one of the people you are closest to in the world was was nearly killed in in an horrific way just going to work or going wherever she was going. Um, and you're a good man, Pete. You're a really good man. And you need to remi- you need to remind your parents that you're a good man and that whatever has happened in the past, whatever you've done. Whatever they've done, because you, you both, you know, it's, it's both sides in these yeah. things generally. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore that you can put whatever they've done behind you, and you can ask them to put whatever you've done behind them. They may or may not. That's up to them. Um, but you're right. You know, your dad's just had bowel cancer and he's seventy. Uh, your sister's nearly been blown up by a terrorist, and your mum's getting on a bit. And um. If you don't do something, you know, they may, your, your mum and dad may be around for another 20 years. They may be around for another 20 minutes. You just don't know. Yeah. It's exactly. one of those things where... And, 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 I, and I might be as well. Yeah, well, exactly. Who knows, you, you, who knows what's going to happen to us tomorrow? It's one exactly. of those things. My, yeah, I, I, don't, need, I, need, I really need to step up and just accept what it is. But what I want is, is happiness and... That'll bring them happiness or bring me happiness. And, and also, you also have to accept, Pete, and I'm going to throw this in, because this, this isn't the Waltons, they might not be able to put whatever happened no. behind them. They might not be able they to. Might, I, I think I've, I've tried a bit, and they, they're cautious, but I think they've seen that I'm, all I'm trying to do is just correct things now yeah. and just improve You're my a good life. man. Go- You're a good man, and I can see that. But even if they, and I think they will accept it, even if they don't accept it, right, you can put your head on the pillow and sleep easy because you know that you've cleaned your side of the street. That's all you can do. That would mean a lot to me, I think. At the moment, that's all I think about, and I don't want to, I want to think about good stuff, man. You know what I mean? Of course you do. When you go through something with someone so close to you, I'm a very protective person, and people, anyone close to me, and... uh, where it's out of your hands, you got you got to just grab it. And Kathy, do you I really want to say something? Hang, hang on, Pete. Can I make a to... suggestion, Pete? And I'm just having yeah, sat. Sa- not cat. I must just say. Here we go. Awesome with this. Here we oh, go. This twenty minutes has all been to get to you. Thanks, Pete. You are the strength, Kath. You are the strength. <laughs> well, here's what I'm thinking, and 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 again, I, I don't know the in inner workings of your family, but here's a suggestion. I think that the idea of going to dinner and um, being a bit quieter than usual and just listening and taking it all in is brilliant. But how about you put it all down in a letter and and leave it with them? So that you don't have to have any to and fro. There's not that awkward kind of moment where they feel they have to say something. And if they're not ready to hear it at that point, it's there and they'll read it when they're ready. Yeah, they're probably... uh, And you can put everything down absolutely perfectly. There's no, you know, you're like, you can spend time over it and you don't have to worry about saying something wrong or um, it it not coming out quite right. 
so many times in our Sunday lunches that we all know things come out different ways yeah. or you react when you're in a heat of the moment situation. Yeah. Nothing like terrible, but it just gets out of hand and then you lose the point of the whole conversation. Yeah, and that, that one sentence has sort of coloured the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Put it in a letter I and leave it with I, them. I, I, yeah, and it would be nice to put a letter into my sister as well, probably. Yeah. Just, I'd, yeah. No, 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 I appreciate that, Kev. Thank Pete, you. You're you see, good, I told you. You're a good man, Pete. You're a good man. <laughs> Thank you. I believe in you, brother. Cool to speak to you, man. Speak to you again well, soon. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a chat with him at the earliest convenience for everyone, and then I'll give you an update on how things have gone. Do me a favour. Film it. <laughs> Put it on YouTube. I'm joking. Have, I, I, we'll have our fingers I, crossed, I, Pete. I, I, I am going to do some vlogging, but I probably won't film that. No, that I, don't think, I don't think you should film that. That might spoil the subtlety <laughs> of the moment, yeah. Pete, take care, mate. Have a good yeah. weekend. Good, buddy. Thank Keep you very much. Ta-ta. Oh, sorry. We're getting, some, um, we're getting some amazingly honest calls this week, aren't we? Yeah. Some incredible stuff. Um, golly gosh. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Jonathan, you and stay there. Come to you after this. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Imagine. 0344 499 1000. We're coming from a marketplace in Toronto, so it sounds like. It's busy. It's markety. Okay. Uh, you know, so that's, um, and then we're, we're gonna, we'll fly home um, later. Good evening, Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. Hello. Did your, um, I can't remember what console it was, but did your game's console arrive? Yes. Is it brilliant? Yes. Hey, was it money well spent? Of course. What have you been playing on it? Uh, the two built-in games. Yes. And uh, Killer Instinct. Oh, yes. Classics. Classics. I've been... Um, I, I downloaded a Spectrum emulator onto my Macintosh computer today. And what did you play? First game, Sam Fox Strip Poker. Thank you very much. Second then, game? Um, it was called... It's a rude word. I'm going to say wink, but I mean I don't mean wink. It was called, like, Wink Hard or Wink Away or something. And you had to basically... Well, basically, Jonathan... You had to masturbate. You've just killed my machine. Oh! <laughs> is, that, is that what you call it? Um, you did... You no, no, I'm talking about my laptop. As soon as you mentioned that, oh. my laptop stopped working. Oh! oh. oh. Special safeguards. Special safeguards. Um, so we, but but I, I do like a bit of the old spouse I was playing Trapdoor as well. Mm. Some good, good. So, but you, you've, you've been having fun, have you? Uh, yes, oh, very good, much. good. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. I'm glad. I'm, it's always good when you buy something and it arrives and you think, you know what? That is money well spent. That is, I deserve this. That is money well spent. Um, what you got for us tonight, Jonathan? You're sitting in my seat. Sorry? You're sitting in my seat. Um, um, care to explain? Well, when you uh, leave. I'm throwing my hat into the ring to take over. Flipping it! That's come out of nowhere. That's a stealth manoeuvre. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, well, why? Because I believe I can do just as good a job, if not better. Oh. I already have some ideas for regular segments. 
Regular segments, you say? Wowzers, this guy really yeah. is good. Well, I, I tell you what, um, uh, Jonathan, we've got, if you want to phone up, 0344 499 1000, the next 15 minutes up until 11 o'clock, it's, uh, what, what, what are you going to call the show, Jonathan? Uh, the Radio Laboratory. The Radio Laboratory with just uh, with Jonathan from Swansea, 0344 499 1000. You've got you and an Andre lined up, um, uh, Jonathan. So we're going to be quiet. Away you go. Hello, Andre. Jonathan, yeah. Um, you know when, when Ian proposed to Charlie you take over? Yeah? Yeah. Jonathan? I, I think I'm going to. I'm going to put my hat in, in the ring. I think I might be it, be the DJ well, what, tonight. Well, what would you bring to the show? <laughs> I'd bring loads of stuff. Plus, do you know Name what I'd call it? One idea. Two <clears throat> vinyl records. Plus, uh, you know what I'd call it? What would you call it? Andre's Antics. <laughs> uh, any good? Well, not as good as my uh, idea. Halfway yeah, through the show every halfway through the show every night, we're going to have a little fifteen-minute segment called Caddick's Paddock. Yeah, well, halfway through mine, I think we'll have a couple of beers. Yeah, but also, <clears throat> I'll invite a few people on. Obviously, like Ian does, like just to keep him with the well, tradition. I've already got but, um, guests lined up. I've already got guests lined up. My first guest is going to be eSports journalist Richard Lewis. Have you? I bet you haven't. Yes, All he right. will be the first guest. We're also going to have the ultimate battle between good and evil in the studio between a Catholic exorcist, Derek Acora, yeah. and David Badcock, and let them argue it out live on air. No, I don't think you should do that, actually. I think you should just, like, sit, like, play a few sounds, yeah? Introduce the sounds, have a little chat, lot, quite a lot of chatting, like Ian and does. every night, to... we're going to have a new jingle provided by Nigel in Maidstone. Hold on. I can't even get words in this way for you now. How you're as bad as Ian. Now, look, when, when my show comes on here, yeah? Jonathan? Yes, I, yes, I can hear you, caller. Yeah, you're a loudspeaker. Can you turn your radio off, please? Hello? Could you turn your radio off, please? No, I'm the, I'm in charge, I'm afraid. All right. Have you been have you been drinking on me? Yeah, I've had a couple. Oh dear, you shouldn't be drinking and ringing into talk shows. You might make a fool of yourself. And he's gone. So who's our next caller, please? This is Ewan. Ewan. Mm. Ewan. And where are you from, young Ewan? I'm from Abertillery. Oh, in uh, Wales, is it? Yes, not far from Swansea. And what would you like to share with the nation tonight? Well, I spoke to Ian himself last night and Catherine, and I asked him on, because I'm a big um, radio presenter fan, I asked him on some advice on how to get, um, what advice would they get, give me about radio, because I had a, a radio job interview today. And oh, how did it go? 
really good. Um, with the advice, I t- took it and I actually got the job. And tomorrow, oh, that's excellent. Well done, yeah. Ewan. Thank you. You'll and be tomorrow, taking over from me in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, and tomorrow I'm doing um, an event because um, I help with an event as well as being on A. And I'm going to Newport Rodney Stadium with Newport and Tottenham. So Tottenham's football famous. It's coming to Newport, and they're going to be playing the match, and I'm going to be there. Oh, good. Have you got any nerves? Because it's the first day of the new job is always the worst. Caller. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, and who is this? Hi, Jonathan. My name is Amanda. Um, last night it slipped through. Um, I want to uh, talk about willies. Is that okay? Oh, go ahead. We all have worries. It's a problem shared is a problem hard. Just make. Oh, it dear. Good. I think. Oh no, 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 no. You've you've picked my accent up wrong. Not worries. Willies. Oh. Oh. Willies. As in free willy. Yes, that's it. So for me. The greatest willy of all willies most definitely has to be Urwilly. Are you aware of him? Who? Urwilly. Who? I'm, I'm sorry. It, it, is it your accent or this bad phone line? But who, who again? Hello? And who is this gentleman speaking? Hello, my name is Adiv. Hello, I'm speaking to Are you an Indian caller? Yes, I'm Indian caller, yes. I couldn't catch your name because uh, my phone started to fuzz a little. Could you repeat it yes, again, my name please, is caller? S-A-G-I-V, Sajiv, yes. Sajiv? Yes, Sajiv. My name's Sajiv. And what would you like to share with the nation tonight? Are you on a new permanent radio host now? I'm taking over from Ian when he goes off to start a career as a uh, streamer. He won't be very good at it, of course, because everyone's had that idea before him, and uh, PewDiePie is uh, king of the internet streamers. Issues with the Indian population. How can you do a radio show? I'm sorry. Could you repeat that again, caller? Okay, you that that is you're getting a bit very racist now because you have a few issues with the Indian race. And how can you do a radio show if you have? Wait, wait, wait! Rewind that a bit. Rewind that a bit. My what? I have issues with Indians. Uh, Is that what you're saying, caller? Hello, Jonathan. And who is this? It's Simon, Jonathan. Oh, hello, Simon. Uh, have you come here to air any uh, post-colonial grievances? I've actually come on to recreate one of your best radio moments so far in your career, Jonathan. Can we play the yes-no game? Why not? Brilliant. Shall we start? Let us begin. How was your day? My day was fine. How did yours? you go out? Very well, thank you. Did you go out today? 
I went out today. Did you go out today? I didn't go out today. Where did you go? I went about my normal business. And what is your normal business? Downloading ROMs for my new Super Nintendo clone console. Ooh. Hello? Hello? Who is this? Hello? Hello? Who is this? Who Hi. are you, caller? Hi, latest. Can I speak to Jonathan? This is Jonathan speaking. Hi, Jonathan. I have an idea for your show. Oh, this should be good. I'll tell you what you could do. Love on the air. Find me a girlfriend, would you? Could you do that? Find me a girlfriend on the air. Well, what do you have to offer a potential uh, girlfriend? Right, well, the good thing about me, I don't smoke or drink, so I don't go to nightclubs and pubs and do that kind of thing. I'm quite sporty. I'm into weightlifting, which I do enjoy. Oh, that's good. That's uh, very good. The weightlifting is good yeah, for that, the body and the soul. Absolutely. I try to live a holistic lifestyle. Um, I'm basically 44. Well, I am 44 years of age. I'm five foot six. I'm eleven and a half stone. I'm in quite good shape. And yeah, any any females out there who are interested, please go in touch with Jonathan. Put me in touch with them. That would be great. Well, I, I've got I've got uh, some uh, I've got a, a question uh, for you. Do you have a job? Yes, I do. I work in a warehouse. Quite boring, but uh, it's a job. <laughs> right. Here's my advice. Date women half your age plus seven years. So you're how old are you again? Me, I'm, I'm I've just turned forty-four. Forty-four. Yeah. I I believe there's a a, a a a woman who's separated from her husband in Liverpool might be interested in you. Oh, Liverpool! Gosh, that's quite far out, isn't it? Um. Well, true love knows no boundary. Oh, see you, it's George. <laughs> and who is this uh, uh, Joker? It's George. It's George. Yes, I've got a song for you. <laughs> How does a caterpillar grow? Dear me, before, before you begin, know. did you appear in any How 1970s children's grow? shows? Oh, yeah, yes, I was a star. <laughs> you interrupted my song. I'm very upset now. Yeah, well, we, we don't allow people from the 1970s on this show. That uh, that decade does not exist. Anyone from the 1970s is uh, uh, on a watch list or a blacklist. So uh, no songs from people from the 1970s. We... It is verboten. The 1970s are off limits from this show. So who's our next caller then? Well, the, uh, the more you talk, the less I have to. So I'm thinking for my new show, about halfway through the show, we're going to have a little segment called Caddock's Paddock. 
And in this segment, we're going to stream it live on YouTube. It's going to start Alan Caddick. Jonathan. Jonathan. Hello, who is this? Thank you for your call. We are going, we are going to stream Caddick's Paddock live every night on YouTube. And in this segment, using the Super Chat feature, you donate money to ask Alan Caddick a question. And we'll split the profits three ways. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Every night, a different town, I sing my song. Play and sing, and pack my things, and move along. A pretty face, another face, I never get to. Railroad car, bus or plane A chocolate bar, there you are The price of fame If I could do what I want to Partridge family kick at the moment. Man alive. Those guys. Nearly finished that book now. I've nearly finished that book. Have you got into it yet? Oh, mate, I love it. Dredge, you can buy it because it costs 50 quid. 
Well, it's 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 a guy. It's guys kind of written it and he self published it, and then you, it's a big thick book, and you got to get it sent over from the to, from America. So it's fifty quid, and I, I I really wanted it. And then when I got out of the jungle, I went ah the stuff in. I spaff all that jungle money on that. Dredge, you can borrow. You can come and collect it next week and borrow it because we're uh, going to be lending it out. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is still the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Catherine Boyle is there. Hey. Um, and um, I've not heard any of these, so let's just see. Um, let me find the right thing. It's time for this. Oh, hang on. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Here we go. It's time for this. We've come here together. Together we stand Together we celebrate The legend in a palm of our hands <laughs> It heals all the lepers <laughs> It makes women sob It makes the children rejoice It makes the men their jobs. <laughs> you can buy it for a pound. You can listen wherever you choose. Let's have a listen to the Nick Knows Amazon review. Oh, yes! Wow, the man himself. <sighs> <laughs> that was Billy Hayes. We we may. I've, I've, thank you to. I've, I've had about a dozen of those sent in. Right. The, the thank you because normally when I put out a request for something like that, no one does it. And then about uh, about a dozen. I woke up this morning with a dozen Nick Knowles emails and a dozen car insurance emails. It's a very strange thing. Um, I've got. A, we've got. We'll play some more throughout the show. I've got a feeling we may have just played the best one. <laughs> uh, we should have saved that one. I've, I, honestly, I've not had time to listen to them, so we, I will, you will be hearing them for the first time as I am hearing them. But yes, it's time for that part of the show. Nick Knowles, Amazon reviews. Just give us one now, Catherine, to tease us. This is entitled "An Album Only a Mother Could Love." Yep. But I doubt she would. Yeah. One star. Oh. I recently found this in my local charity shop for only 25p. What? What a bargain, I thought. It might be worth the price for a laugh. I can play it for my mates when they're next round and I can pass it on to my nan once the novelty wears off. Oh, how naive I was. At 11 tracks, it worked out at under 2.3p per song. Now, that might sound cheap, but I'm seriously considering (laughs) going to my Citizens Advice Bureau about this because I feel severely overcharged. I know that money went to charity, but I think the cure for cancer can hold on for a bit longer if it means not having to subject the world to this. It isn't music, it's anti-music. If anything, Noel should be paying me for having listened to it. The actual instrumentation is fine, like covers of banal tracks that would work nicely in the background of average chain restaurants, but the singing... Knowles makes Lee Marvin sound like Mariah Carey. Gosh. Anyone who makes it to the end of this album should automatically receive a bravery award from Carol Vorderman. (laughs) Nought out of ten. Wowzers. Brackets. I'm not sure if you could call this an Easter egg, but if you listen closely during the intro of Here Comes the Sun, you can clearly hear the sound of George Harrison spinning in his grave. Wowzers. Okay, we'll have some more later on. I want want a five-star review for the next one. Okay, Okay. I'll I'll try and find one. 0344... 499 
1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give me a call, it's the late night alternative. If you're listening to it on talk radio, maybe you've got us on DAB. Perhaps you've downloaded the app or perhaps you're listening online at talkradio.co.uk or maybe you're watching us. Hello, Periscopers. Periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. I-A-I-N-L-W. You can come and watch. I should warn you. It's kind of, um, Periscope is a, is a lawless, oh, I've got to play you a really funny thing I heard on uh, Radio 4. I, I knew I'd remember, I remembered it, brilliant. Um, reminded the lawlessness of, um, uh, of, of Periscope. If, if you're finding Periscope a little bit too mean and you still want to watch the show, if you go to, um, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rabbit hole, you can watch it there and Matthew is kind of monitoring it and, um, so there's not, not any of the meanness. Um, I had a really funny thing. I love radio. You know I love radio. And there was a great thing on Radio 4. It's not, it, it, I mean, it's not the funniest thing in the world. But I listened to it and it made me laugh. Um, uh, it was on today, still today. It was on You and Yours. You and Yours is like the dullest, middle-aged, whitest programme. Like consumer... Th- I listen to it all the time. And I'm, I'm getting a bit angsty because I've listened to all the back issues. But it was very funny. Um, there's, there's a wo- Hello right, and well... Right, so the story is, right, it's not that funny, but it made me laugh. This is at 12.20 this would have gone out. It's a story about a woman who is um, uh, wants to protect the environment, so she's buying stuff that will last forever. Okay, she's, so she's buying stuff that will last forever. Welcome to Radio 4's consumer program. Drive. Today is all about money. Find it. Four seven weeking watch. In February, the cladding is still up. What's happened in between? No, that's um, okay. That's not it. Hang on. Uh, that's talking about cladding. Where was it? Come on. The BBC iPlayer is great. Oh, here we go. Buying for life, that's the feature we want. Recycling's really important. Everyone knows that. But it's... Jump forward. Uh, Coffee would be lovely. Here we go, listen to this. This is great. This is great. This is 20 past 12 on BBC Radio We're here in your kitchen. Tell me about the products you have here that you hope you are only going to buy once. This is the pot that started it all. I was given this Le Creuset pot by my sister... It gave me this amazing feeling that I wanted everything in my life to last as long as this pot is going to. You're looking for simplicity. You're really tell, tell us about your chopping board. Solid I want to hear things. about your chopping board. So I have a, a massive chopping this board here, and it's really chunky. That's definitely going to last me for a lifetime, and it's personalised. How is it personalised? <laughs> well, it's got mine and my husband's name on one side. Tara and Howard. Tara great. and Howard. And it has Tara and Arsehole written on the other side Whoa! because my nephew couldn't say Howard. <laughs> it's a very it's special thing I love that. in my life to I love it so much. last as long as this I was pottering around in my flat and I heard that and I burst out laughing. Solid things. So I have a, a massive chopping board here <laughs> and it's really chunky. That's definitely going to last me for a lifetime. And it's personalised. How is it personalised? Uh, well, it's got mine and my husband's name on one side. Tara and Howard. Tara and Howard. And it has Tara and Arsehole written <laughs> on the other side because my nephew couldn't say Howard. Well, actually, the nephew has done her a favour, right? Because if that does last forever and the marriage doesn't, she can just flip it. <laughs> it's so childish. Oh, it's so childish. I laughed. 
I love. Why did they put that in? Why did they keep that in? You can't have that at twenty past twelve. Tower an arsehole. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, also, I... <laughs> that kid was not trying to say yeah. Howard. <laughs> he knows Howard. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, man, a lie. Mm. Oh, 0344 499 phone number. Louise, stay there. We'll come to you a bit. Louise, we spoke to at the end of last night's show. I'm, I, I, I just, um, uh, I'm, I'm confused by the front page of The Sun, as I often am. Right. Um, the, the apprentice winner's firm hire stripper to treat exec. And the, the, the headline is Sugar Twits. And then the headline inside is Apprentice. <laughs> They're enjoying themselves, aren't they? Staff at Apprentice winner James White's company celebrated a salesman's birthday by hiring an 18-stone stripper who straddled him on an office floor. Mm-hmm. Colleagues at the recruitment firm, given £250,000 by Lord Sugar after James won the BBC show, arranged the special street, uh, treat for the newly hired Executive 25th. Video footage shows the stripper, named Gloria, sitting on him in just a police hat and leather, leather boots. You turn to page three, and while there are no nipples there, there are, you know, there are still cheeky bums and women in very tight swimwear. So I don't... I don't know. Are they trying to equate this to the sort of old boys, let's all, um, you know, behave like it's 1975 behaviour that we saw at the President's Club? Because this is quite different. Because those women were not strippers. Well, this is the thing. I, I've always had a... I, I'm not a fan of um, strippograms. I, I think that they are... And I'm not a, a fan of, you know, let's get an overweight strippogram so that we can all have a laugh. But it, listen, if a person has chosen and has chosen willingly and has chosen from a variety of options, a person enjoys doing that for a living... Who am I to Who am I to say? I suspect that the majority of of strippograms, fatograms, you know these what these names. I suspect the majority of are doing are doing them. Not it, it wouldn't be their first choice. I I, I don't. I'd, I've never been a fan. But of them. it's not the same as grid girls. No, and if no. they don't understand the difference, then then that really is a problem. So I don't. I don't get why this is front page thing, particularly in, in the Sun newspaper, which which you know for a long time made its money on tits. Shrieking workmates filmed on their phones as a near-naked stripper. They, I know how strippergrams work. I know. I, th- I guess I've been... I, I genuinely can't remember if I've been somewhere. I've certainly not had one for me. I don't remember. I don't remember. Shrieking workmates filmed on their phones as a near-naked stripper they had hired straddled one of apprentice champ James White's sales execs. Staff at James's right-time recruitment paid the woman as a special treat to help celebrate the man's birthday. Then they watched while the 18-stone fake police officer straddled his head, dressed only in PC's hat and knee-length leather boots. Uh, Moments earlier, the executive 25 had been stripped to the waist and pinned to the ground. Right, does it say in here, apprentice boss Lord Sugar pumped £250,000 into the firm last year. Was there a stripper fund? A spokesman for the 70-year-old tycoon said he'd been made aware of the sordid hijinks. Um, um, the sleazy antics may have backfired with friends of the unnamed salesman claiming he now fears his girlfriend will dump him. James himself was keen to distance himself from the video yesterday, um, but, but before it was filmed on Friday, he wrote on LinkedIn, what? That the man was in for a double celebration. It's believed the film was posted on James's employee's WhatsApp group. As part of the group, he would have been able to view it. Gloria was an experienced roly-poly. 
the women's... Right, then they've really... I mean, the Women's Equality Party last night slammed the hiring of women for business and pleasure at work events. A spokesman said sexism and the objectification of women. This is in the sun, right? This is in the sun. Sexism and the objectification of women are too often considered part of the culture in many businesses and industries. I don't, I, I don't think it's particularly pleasant. I don't think it's particularly silly. I also don't think it's a front-page news story. No. Uh, I've, I'm not worried for her. She knows what's going on. Yeah. It, it, this is one of the cases, Julie, where you can say she know, knows what she's um, yes. signed up for. Yeah. yeah. And the only thing is, I don't know how I would feel in a mixed workplace about oh, that in, going it, on. It's inappropriate. Yeah. It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate, right? You know, uh, uh, but there's nothing in that about women in the office complaining about it. There's no, no one has been, um, you know, she was consenting and was paid. It was she knew she was going in to straddle a man and and impersonate um, a police officer. Um, So I, I just don't. And I've read that. I think, well, what is the? So the hook is the BBC. What is saying that BBC money paid for it? Tenuous, ten possible, but tenuous. Alan Sugar is like connected by from two degrees but that's not really on him this guy i don't really know who he is this guy that won i don't is the peg this current thing of you know women being me objectified too. and yeah not even that the grid girls the thing grid girls and the, the president's club because uh, it's completely different i suppose that's it i thought it's a really weird the sun have done some really weird front pages recently this whole corbyn commie thing so he met he met a russian in 1984 so what who cares Okay. Very weird. Um, Dredge, then Louise, then it could be you, dear listener. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, evening, Dredge. When a child is born. Oh, sorry, evening. evening, evening, Johnny Mathis. Um, that you, you can come and get that Partridge book, um, Partridge Family book, maybe towards the end of next week. Oh, that's good. Is it any good? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's brilliant, actually. Yeah, it's really good. It, it takes a while to get into it, because he's pretty... You know, he writes five pages about the flipping bus. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a good book, actually. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, yeah, you've got Chris Difford on next week, haven't you? He's coming in on Monday! Uh, hold on. Hold on. The Indians send signals from the rocks above the path. The cowboys take position in the bushes and the grass. The squaw is with the corporal. She's tied against the tree. She doesn't mind the language, just the beating she don't need. She lets loose all the horses when the corporal is asleep, and he wakes to find the fire's dead and arrows in his hat. And David Crockett rides around and says, It's cool for cats. It's cool for cats. Tonight. It's John Peel. Peel. It's John Peel doing cool for cats. Is that all right? You've been trolling Chris Difford today. <laughs> it's the de- the actual definition of troll. He's been trolling What's Chris Difford. What's he been Difford. saying? He's been tweeting Chris Difford saying Andre sings it better than he does. <gasps> oh, imagine, dredge. imagine trolling. He's a he's a he's I, a troll. I got no reply. Yeah, absolutely none. He's muted he's you. Muted you. <laughs> It's interesting that I did feel that his version added a certain something. Andre, when when he gets the right song, there's a real um, there's a real sombre tombla about it. 
There, there's some, there's just something because it, it just it, it, he aches. He knows how to play the heart. He's the uh, John Cooper Clark of the South. Um, no, I think uh, no, I, I think he puts more. I think there's more emotion in it than there is from John wow. Cooper Clark. I like John Cooper Clark a, a, a lot. Don't know lots of his work, but what I've heard, I've enjoyed, and I, I think I'd enjoy having a chat with him. But there's there, there's something about Andre that because you know. You can't fake that. You can't fake that exhaustion in his voice. And he's exhausted with life and with wine. Um, and you can't fake it. And he's, um, it's very powerful. Very pow- That Morrissey song he does is very powerful. Do you, what do you think of Morrissey? Do you, do you know much about the Smiths or anything like that? Um, I listened to Johnny Marr's audiobook and I thought it was too long. I saw Morrissey in concert probably around about 1990 at the Kilburn National and um, I wandered off for a bit. Um, and that's it. I, on the other hand, yep. love him. Kath bums Morrissey. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe I should lend you my enormous uh, Morrissey book then. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm not... I don't, I don't really get it. And I've tried the Smiths and... He, he's no Bob Dylan. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't float my boat. I don't. But you doesn't. only just got into Bob Dylan a minute ago. Yeah, exactly. there's still hope. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, I bow before the altar of our Lord um, Jesus Dylan, or Bob Christ, as I call him. My favourite uh, Dylan line is: uh, "We all sit here stranded, though we're we all sit here what? stranded, though we're doing our best to deny it." I think you know we all si- we all sit here standing is better. <laughs> If we do sit here standing, that's more well, it's more intriguing. What is what is a Christ? Because Christ isn't Jesus's last name. Is I'm not being flippant. No. The Christ is. Don't Google it. Well, <laughs> use, use, use our brains. Come on, we've got three intelligent people here. Although Sam's mic isn't up, so um, uh, we've got the three of us can work this out. What is the Christ? I think it's some sort of um, title given to the chosen one. That would be my guess. And that's why I've really. If I'm, they say the Christ Child. Don't yeah, they? yeah. So, and that, and and that's why Jews didn't buy into Jesus because they didn't buy into him being the Christ like, or the Son of God. Mm-hmm. They didn't believe he was the Son of God. Yeah. Uh, have I got this? Because right? they are waiting for the Messiah, but they don't think they he's didn't think up it yet. was him. No. Okay, um, John, your your views on this, please, mate. Well, <clears throat> I actually was having a, a chat with somebody about religion recently, and I just felt like they were really happy because they were religious. Yeah. I'm not, and I can't, I can't get to that happy place. You know what I mean? I felt quite jealous of that person, even though I can't buy into it at all. Yeah. I can see why people would believe in it, but I just can't. Well, it's... Um... Okay, why are people happy when they are in love with Christ? Go on. It's the ultimate safety net, isn't it? Even as bad as things may get in this life, you know someone's looking out for you. Yeah, there is. There is. And that. things will there be is, brilliant in the end. There is a certain abdication of responsibility, um, and yeah, that you know this is this is this is hell, and the next thing is going to be great. And also, I guess that feeling. I I, I would imagine that if you really love Jesus. Or you really love any god? Um, the the moments of feeling utterly alone would be very few and far between because you are not alone. You are enveloped in the arms and love of your god. God is watching over you, Ian. God oh, yeah. is always here. Did anyone else hear that voice? Was that, that was just me. What are you doing this weekend, John? What am I doing? Um, I 
I'm actually writing. I'm trying to write a show for Brighton Fringe this year. Oh. Yeah. We'll go and do, go, go and do that then. <laughs> We're doing hanging okay. around us. Yeah, we'll just stop. Stop. stop, um, stop. What are you doing? This weekend, I'm seeing the boys tomorrow, and I've, I've bought them a computer game, so we're going to play that, and we're going to go out for breakfast. Um, and then Sunday, I'm, I'm really hoping Sunday's going to be a nothing. <laughs> nothing day. But I, I, I'm probably going to do nothing on Sunday, maybe play some video games, and, and maybe have a potter with a multi-camera set up and see what... what I, I really can... like doing nothing. Mm, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't I've, it's, I've had such a busy... I was going to say a week. It, it's been a really busy period since I got back from Australia, and Sunday is the second day I think since I got back. I've had nothing to do, so I'm, I'm I might just play it easy. What's this sort of show you're going to do that you were t- talking about on Twitter with all these uh, films and things? Well, so what, what we're thinking is well, we've we've hired we've we've got the the Bill Murray venue on June the third between six and eight. And um, we're selling tickets, ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dashley. And the first 45 minutes, we'll do like a normal rabbit hole. And then the, the last hour, I want to see if we can stream, a, if we can perform and stream a live television show on YouTube. I will be operating the cameras and um, uh, me and Kath will be hosting it. We're hopefully going to have a guest on there, maybe Adam Buxton. I've, I've reached out to him to see if he's free. Um, and we've got we've got an idea for some opening titles we're going to film. Um, and um, we'd like to show two or three short films no longer than two minutes. And, um, and they will be useful because they will break things up. But also... It means I can reposition cameras on it, so it's kind of a, it's serving an artistic purpose and a technical purpose. So that's that's it, and it's a it's a punt, and we'll see if it works. We'll see if it if if we enjoy doing it. We'll see if it's. I've got a feeling technically it's going to fall on its ear, but people can either come and see it or they can sit at home and watch it on YouTube live, and obviously watch it afterwards. And if it works, we'll, we'll do it as a as a regular thing. So this is what I really like about what you guys do, the experimental thing yep. and the sort of getting people involved and stuff. I've yep. always really, really liked that, so it's, it's, it's exciting to hear about that. Well, it's, it's, it's simply... We, we're simply leeching off the talent of our listeners so that, um, to make ourselves look good. That's all, good that's, luck. That's all good we do. Good luck. Thank you, Dredge. I'm going to cut you off now. OK. There we go. Back to work, Dredge. Back to work, Dredge. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. That was $600. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but if it works, it works. 0344 499 1000. Ah, Louise, Louise, Louise. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey, Louise. How you doing, man? Hey, not too bad. Um, (laughs) Songs songs with Louise in. Hey, My Louise by Neil Diamond from the Jazz Singer soundtrack. Mm. There's got to be more than that, because Louise is a great... Don't Google it. I'm not. You keep going to the computer when I bring up stuff. It's just a reflex. (laughs) Louise Louise is a great... There's got to be a song called Jeez Louise, hasn't there? Um... I'm not allowing Louie Louie, obviously, because that's Louie. There's got... Because Louise is such a great name, Louise. Louis, you can make people chant in it. It's two syllables. It's a very popular name. It's a girl's name. It, it's, 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 I should know this. You, you should. should. Do. Well, this is... No, you shouldn't. This is what I've discovered. M- most people 
when they come on, if they've got, like, uh, we get Caroline, I say, oh, sweet Caroline, huh? That most people don't know the songs that are about their names. I had a friend called Rhiannon. Yeah. And she was sick of people singing that song to her. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Because that's why her parents had called her. <laughs> hey, you know, Louise, you know Rihanna? Uh-huh. You know, you know the song about Under Her Umbrella? Uh-huh. Do you know what the umbrella was in that song? No. Her vagina. No, shut up. Her vagina. Oh, her um, Rihanna's umbrella is her vagina. No. I swear to God, I I read it. Oh, and it makes sense. No, no. Right, let me get. We'll, uh, we'll, you we'll can get, stand under my yeah, vagina. It has to be true. If you read it, it has to be true. Um, when the sun shines, we'll shine together. There you go. Um, under my no umbrella. clouds in my stones. Let it rain. I hydroplane into. Uh, that's okay. Um, oh. Um, hang on. I used to sing that to my eldest. There we go. When the sun shines, we shine together. <laughs> Told you I'll be here forever. Said I'll always be your friend. Took an oath that I'm stuck, that I'm a stick it out till the end. Now that it's raining more than ever, know that we still have each other. You can stand under my umbrella. You can stand under my umbrella. Um, That's just about friendship, isn't it? Looking out for each other. It's raining, raining. Ooh, baby, it's raining, raining. Baby, come into me. Come into me. It's raining, raining. Ooh, baby, it's raining, raining. You can always come into me. Come into me. It's pouring rain. It's pouring rain. Come into me. Come into me. It's pouring rain. It's pouring rain. Yeah, it's her VJ. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Those are the lyrics. What? So she can extend it and she can leave it in the bathroom to drip dry? I think she's got one of those little fold up ones. Why don't you? Not a golf one. <laughs> And, um, oh, oh my God! Uh, I'm never going to listen to that song. That's no. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, Louise, we spoke to you at the end of last night's show. Uh, you were the best, the yeah. best call on the show we've had all year, um, but we didn't have time. <laughs> and you were telling us how um, you're just a normal, everyday, everyday girl, everyday woman. Hey, about we met one. you, didn't we? Yeah, in we, Belfast. We yeah. met you in Belfast, um, but. You had um, you'd got addicted to uh, um, prescri- prescribed morphine. Mm-hmm, that's right. So remind me what ha- why you were on morphine. What happened? Um, well, it kind of goes back about maybe nine ten years. Yeah. Um, altogether. Maybe um, about nine ten years. Sorry, I thought we were doing yeah. the classic joke there all together, and then we say it like police story. All police right. Squad. Next time I'll okay. catch it. All right. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah. And that just went over my head. Okay, okay. (laughs) And mine. But, but, uh, no, about nine, ten years ago, um, I was on morphine for quite a few years for gynae problems. Um, Gynae problems? Yeah. I've not not heard the phrase gynae before. I know what it means. Don't need to. Women's women's problems. Yeah, gynae. Um, So... uh, the dose just, you know, because you become tolerant, the dose just went up yeah. and up and up. And uh, that resulted in me having to have surgery. Um, at that time, I lost my job, um, you know, because of the illness, things like that. Yeah. Um, after the surgery, um, I recovered. Um, I managed to... You know, to come off them, it was it was difficult then because I had been on them for such a long time. Yeah. But uh, my tolerance to painkillers was was sky high. Nothing would work for me. 
So any kind of extra pains I had, nothing would work. Um, I suffered from various other, you know, problems since that. Um, I've had the surgery in my shoulder. Um, I've now got quite serious back problems. Um, and it's because of the back that, you know, I'm now on them again. Yeah. Um, and you were getting them, you were, you were, um, uh, hoarding them and lying, lying to the doctor, yeah? Uh, not at that stage, no. No, okay. Not at that stage. So, um, go on. It's just very sort of recently that, you know, this started happening that it, that it became an actual problem. Yeah. Um, discovered that it wasn't working from the back anymore. And I kind of, I wanted to come off them. And I managed to reduce a certain amount and then I got stuck. Couldn't reduce anymore. Yeah. And that's whenever I suppose I started using them then. Um, I wasn't taking them at the right times. I was maybe taking two or three together. Um, sort of putting myself into withdrawal a bit just to take them and, you know, get the feeling of coming out of withdrawal. Um, Lying to the doctor that, you know, I had lost my tablets, you know, to get another prescription. And I'd actually even said to him at at one stage that I was scared that I was going to go and buy off the street. So I think I even put him into a very awkward position. Yeah. You know, was I... Was I even emotionally blackmailing him if he didn't give me tablets when I asked for them? You know, was I putting him in the position that, you know, was I going to go and buy off the street? Um, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, don't make, oh, it makes perfect sense. Oh, it make, I, I, I get it um, uh, uh, totally. Uh, you, you, you didn't go and buy anything off the street, though, did you? I didn't. Um, whenever that became a real thought. Yeah. That's whenever I realised that, you know, something, this, you're not dependent on these tablets. You're addicted. Mm. You know, for a long, long time, I would tell everybody that, you know, I'm dependent on them. I'm not addicted. There's a massive difference. What is the difference? In, what What is your difference to, in that? Because some people might struggle to understand the difference. How do you see it? Uh, to be honest, there's not really a difference. But the way I explained it to people was... If you're dependent on them, it means that you don't want to be on them. You have to be on them. You have to be on them because if you don't take them, you can't function. You go into withdrawal. Um, You need them to actually feel normal, to feel human. But you don't want to be on them. And when you realise that moment, because I bet you lied to yourself for a long time, but that moment mm-hmm. where you, you it, it kind of clicked and you went, oh, flipping it, I'm, I'm, I'm actually addicted to this. What was that like? Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Um, I was in the bedroom. Um, I just, as much as I could curl into a ball, you know, because of my back. Yeah. I curled in that ball as much as I could. Um, I was on my own, and I was like a baby. I just cried, you know, and it wasn't... It wasn't a... <laughs> it was gut-wrenching, crying my heart out. Oh. 
um, hell. you know, the people that this was affecting, it wasn't just me. You know, I was the person that I was with in Belfast that time. Mm. Um, he's one of my best friends now, but he was my partner at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, now we're you know, just really, really good friends. But it was him, um, my son, um, my parents, my whole family. You know, this was affecting everybody. But I couldn't see that until no, of course I admitted this to myself. And so then what did you do? Because um, as as we heard last night at the end of the show, that, you know, you're heading in the right direction, and, and it, which is, uh, you know, is important for people to hear, I think. But what did you do? What steps did you take to um, try and sort it out? Because that must have been a shock, you know, because we met you and, you know, you, you're a, you know, this word. But you're a normal person you know you're not what people would think is a junkie or an addict or you normal very nice very very pleasant very charming bubbly young woman um and you know for you to realize actually i'm addicted to this stuff that you know that's um that's a big thing to process what did you do to try and shift things around first thing i'd almost spoke to the doctor and asked him would he put me in touch with the community addictions team oh well done um, you straight in there well done i knew they existed um they had i had they had been mentioned before but yeah. as far as i was concerned i didn't need them you know why did i need them i, I was dependent i wasn't addicted yeah. i didn't need them yeah who'd mentioned those to you was that your doctor um, it was my doctor and also my CPM because I suffer from depression as well. Yeah. And how was it put to you? Was, do, do you think that they were trying to hint to you that they'd noticed something was going wrong or do you think it was just... Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, they were aware of it long before I was. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, little did I know that my GP was keeping a very, very close eye on things. Yeah. Uh, you when, when you told your GP, did he go, yeah, yeah, I saw that one coming? Or what, what was he like? He was, I think he was very, very relieved that I had seen it for myself. Brilliant. Good. Good. Um, he's actually amazing. He has been my GP for many, many years. Um, he knows me inside out. Literally. That's what he does. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, if you're going for gynae problems, yeah. of course he does. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but no, he was fantastic. Um, he got me seen as soon as it was possible. Mm. Um, I seen a key worker. Um, she referred me then to the, the consultant, the addictions consultant. Um, I begged him to admit me to the local addictions unit because I didn't feel that I could do this on my own at home. Yeah. Uh, he refused to start with, um, and it turns out that I couldn't do it on my own at home. Um, once he realised that, then he organised a place for me. Uh, There's various options put forward for me. Um, methadone, which I refused. Uh, yes. And there was two... There was Subutex, and then I can't say the name of the other one. Um, but it but turned out they it, were unsuitable. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I, um, it's, it's basically replacing one thing with, with something else, isn't it? Exactly. Um, everybody's different, and everybody's treatment will be different as yeah. well. You know, no two people are the same. But from what I've heard about methadone coming off, it can actually be 
a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, so. I've seen people struggling with that. You know, they, they, it's often, they often give it to heroin addicts. Um, and morphine is kind of like a heroin, really. But they give it morphine to heroin. Morphine is legal heroin, basically. Yeah, yeah it's this, it's, it is. An, and, and um, yeah, they, they give it. And it, you, you see these poor souls often. You get it in the in the pharmacy and they're yeah. just chugging down this yeah. bottle. And that's... Or he, going off right, and selling right. it and getting other drugs. And, and like you say, sometimes yeah. it works for people, but you yeah. get people who are on it for years and you get some people who are on it and then taking heroin on top of it. Well, I mean, Limmy, yeah. who I'm a big fan of, he does a wonderful character. And Limmy has, has, I believe, struggled with addiction. He does a wonderful character called Pauline McCafferty. Who will quite her opening gambit is I was on the methadone for seven years. It was I used it to get me off the heroin, which I've been on for five years. And it's and it, it yeah. beautifully sums up that kind of um, relationship people have with it. Um, so so you 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 went. So your doctor put you in touch with a treatment centre. Basically, yeah, Brilliant. local addictions unit. Yeah, um, it treats both uh, alcohol and drugs. Um, so. I was only in there, it was just over two weeks. Mm. Um, my dose was too high to bring me off completely. Uh, so they reduced it drastically. It was reduced by half. Mm. And then, you know, back out, but with massive support, a lot more support than what I had, yeah. you know, before I went in. And this is where I'm at now. Um, reducing slowly, but surely at home. Um, How are you feeling? Very, very positive. Um, mood can be up and down. Yeah. But although the mood can be up and down, um, that's just me in general. That's always been me. Yeah. Um, I haven't thought once about wanting to increase the dose again, which for me, that's that's a win. Um, and you're being open and honest. And, and one of the, the big things... Um, about addiction is um, is the secrecy and that you're as sick as your secrets. It's the secrecy, it's the lies, it's the dishonesty. Um, and, um, uh, you know, one of the things that, that addicts are, are taught to do is to share stuff. You know, they say, what's, mm-hmm. the, what's the phrase? There's all these phrases. I can remember the, uh, uh, you know, company's worst addict is himself or herself, whatever it is. And, that, you know, if you're sat there on your own, you'll go nuts and you'll pick up. But if you're telling people and sharing it and stuff like that, it, it lessens um, the the power of the addiction over you. Yeah. I was talking to my sponsor on Wednesday evening, mm. and I think this is what made me decide to ring in. Um, you know, there's so many people just aren't aware of prescription drugs or over-the-counter drugs. Yeah. It's not even prescription drugs. Over the, anything, the likes of codeine. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and just so many people aren't aware of it and the damage that it can do, the damage it can do to... Yourself as a person, to families, to friendships, relationships. Um, you know, if if me being open and honest to anybody that's listening can can even help one person, job done. You hey, know? nice one, Louise. When do you have they kind of given you a? a I was going to say a due date. That's not not right. But <laughs> do you, do you, do you kind of is there a date in mind when you're hoping to be off it for good? Uh, not as yet. Just seeing um, how it goes. I can see exactly how the reduction's going to go. Yeah. Um, it's all completely planned out, Beautiful. as in, you know, the way it's going to be done. Yeah. But as for how long it's going to take, um, 
that's there's no set plan as such for that. Takes as long as it takes. It's a it marathon, does. not a sprint. It's it's not a race. It's just it's one step at a time. Yeah. You know, there's times it's a day at a time. There's sometimes it's just fifteen minutes by yeah. fifteen minutes. You know, and um, that's the way it is. But the one thing I'm sure of now is I will do it. I'm sure you will too. Hey, nice one, Louise. Thank you for calling back. Thank you for making us feel so welcome in Belfast. And we we're kind of looking at trying to come over there later in the year. So we will uh, we'll see you then, hopefully. Um, can I ask Kath if she would if she wouldn't mind just putting the the number for Narcotics Anonymous up you, again, please? You you listen to you. This she's a, this woman is excellent. Of course we'll do that. We'll have a break <laughs> and then we'll, so people can go and get a pen and paper. And like we were saying yesterday with the AA hotline, um, at Narcotics Anonymous, it's uh, you're not phoning up a copper or um, uh, a doctor or well, maybe they are a copper. Addict. Maybe they are a copper or a doctor. You don't know, but they are people that have got um, significant clean time years usually from uh, from drugs and alcohol. Might be a copper. Might be you can phone up. You can say anything you want to them. You can tell them what you're taking if you want, and there'll be no judgment. There'll be no phoning the authorities. There'll be none of that nonsense. So um, everything's confidential. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. They're great. They're I've, I've had the pleasure and the privilege of sitting in the. Um, uh, the phone room, one of the phone rooms, because th- actually you can do it now where it gets diverted to your phone, um, of sitting in one of the phone rooms and uh, watching them take calls and stuff. And it was it was a thrill to see, um, you know, see the humanity that was shown to these uh, poor individuals that had nowhere to turn. Hey, Louise, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for letting me. Pleasure. Hey, it's a pleasure. We'll speak again soon. Mm-hmm. Take care. See you in Belfast. Take T- care, guys. Yeah. Bye-bye. Keep we'll give you. the number out after this. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Righty-ho, the Narcotics Anonymous number, although it says on the website it's 10 till midnight. Back, back in the day, it used to be 24 hours. It's always worth giving them a call, but that's, that means they must be struggling a bit. 0300 999 Right, this is from Grant. It's time for... Here's something you can do. Go to Amazon Album Review. You can read all about it, whether really good or really shivers down the microphone. Or just by production alone. It's someone who needs no introduction, but can you guess the right one? Is it Beyonce knows? No. Or Solange knows? Built a he church. Open all the doors, and there's loads of people. He's handy with a hammer. All right, it goes on for about another day. <laughs> Thank you, Grant, for the parappa, the rapper style. We enjoy that. Let's have another Nicky Knowles. Um, Five review. stars. Five stars for Nicky Knowles' album, guys. By Zach Blebby. Zachy Blebby, baby. Title? Yep. Makes me go all flushy. Oy. Eat your hearts out, Shane Ritchie, Bradley Walsh and John Craven. This is the real deal. Here we go, now we're in. Wonderful stuff from the thinking woman's James Arthur. Hope there's a follow-up tour, because I'll be there with my gang. Oh, Nick, what a wonderful world it is. Any chance of a deluxe copy with extra tracks and a DVD? (laughs) Perhaps Nick will team up with Catherine Jenkins and give us a few operatic arias next time. Ah, 
Shaveless. That's what we need. Perhaps he could be the next James Bond. He could write and sing the theme tune too. <laughs> Bless Aww. him. He must be. I mean, I know he's got he's got bigger things to worry about now, but he must be. Um, he must be gutted. <laughs> or not. He you know, made a record. In his, yeah, so have I. It's not out yet. Wait for my uh, version of Despacito and then it's coming out. But, you know... He it... made a record. He made a pop video. He was all over the um, morning and stroke mid-morning shows yep, 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 yep. for a good two weeks. Good shows, good shows. And he was being a pop star. Yep, good for him. Speaking of pop stars, it's our very own pop star. It's Nigel from Maidstone. Good evening, Nigel. Mm. Oh, uh, hi, guys. Hi, Nigel. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I think he should do one with me. You'd like to do one with Nicky Knowles? Yeah. What would you sing with him? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh. Uh, one of his songs, perhaps. OK, Fun, songs. funny answer. Um, yeah. What have you got for um, us tonight? You feeling a bit better, Nigel? Because you were a bit worried yesterday, well, weren't you? Yeah, I took my antidepressant tablet today um, in mid- uh, just after midday. OK. And uh, I feel a lot tireder. They do make you very tired, don't they? It, well, some of them do, some of them don't. When, when, did the do- when has the doctor told you you should take it? Um, bedtime. Right. Well, yeah. Well, the, yeah. the ones bedtime. you're supposed to take at bed. Yeah, the <laughs> ones you're supposed to take at bedtime make you sleepy. Yeah. So I'd take no, no, it. No, it didn't make me sleepy for about six hours after. Uh, only uh, no, six hours after I took it. Well, then maybe it made me sleepy. Well, maybe you were just sleepy then. I no, but huh? it catches up with you later, doesn't it? Well, I don't I know. Think. Does it? Six hours is quite a long. Time. Well, I took it. I Hang took on. it at two. I took it at two o'clock. Right, and, then and uh, I've only. I didn't get the effects till about seven. Okay, well, so quite a okay. long time. Nigel, um, I'm assuming you're going to want to do one of your songs for us. Well, um, I, w- I was going to do a Miley Cyrus song, but I thought I'm always doing those, yeah. aren't I? Yeah. Miley Cyrus. Well, I tell you what, you um, think about what you're going to do, and we'll come no, back I've got to one you. Ready. Yep. I've got one ready. Tough. We haven't got I've time. Got... We haven't got time. We'll come back to you after the news. After the news. Yes. After the news. Okay. There we... Um, this is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Well, if you're if you're saying noir, it's n- noir. Yeah. 
Christ. I mean... I did try it, but it... OK, I well, I, I, I've, got no, I, I've got no idea what you're talking about, so I can't help, I'm afraid, yeah. Nigel. Sorry, dude. I don't dude. think I'll find... I don't no. think I'll find I, it. I, but... I won't with, with, with no. information as, as, um, as shoddy as that. So, back but, to, back okay. to, back to the, this. What yeah, are you going to sing tonight? Uh, the song Misty. OK, go on, then. And I, oh, you want me to fire, fire away? I'll, put it, I'll start now. Here we go, then. Here we go. Song Misty. OK. And do you know what, listeners? You deserve this. You're going to get the whole thing uninterrupted. The whole thing. No fade-out, no cutting, nothing. Microphone's off. Then... Look at me. I'm as helpless as a kitten up a tree. And I feel right into a crowd. I can understand, I get misty, just holding your hand. Walk my way, and a thousand violins begin to play. For it might be the sound of your hello. Time, can you do a fast one? Can you hear me? Am I, am I back on air again? You were on air for the whole thing for the first time ever oh. on my rank. Next time, can we yeah, have a fa- 
Fast yeah, one. Sorry. Next time, can we have a fast one? Because I don't like ballads. Uh, oh, um, well, not tonight, because I've just uh, you can't do it. You're not allowed to sing twice, are you? Yeah, if you can do us a fast one, we'll, we'll do it well, now. If I find, I'll have to find one, because I, I, I haven't... I've only got Whitney, Whitney Houston ones. And, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Honestly, my listeners deserve it tonight. Let's they, they, they do another yeah. one. Well, uh, can I call you back then? You won't You it? won't call us back, though, Nigel. Well, well, I can't find it in a few seconds. I have to look through the, the, the CDs. All right, you, you, you promise you'll call us back? Yes. All right, we'll speak. Yes, we'll speak. I'll, when I find something in the five minutes. Um, All right, be as quick as you can. We'll, we'll be waiting yes. for you. We won't do anything until you come back. But what, sort, what sort of thing do you want? Me fast. To do? I want something that goes that's this fast. One, oh, two, I don't know if I've got anything that. Uh, one, uh, two, I don't think I've got anything like that. And the, um, that's about 120 BPM. Mm, mm. But yeah, just I, what, I, some, I something fast, something up tempo. I don't like ballads. No, but they, you played that though. What, they played that. You heard that one, though, didn't you? Yes. That one. Yes. Yeah. I'll try and find you something in a minute. Then, okay, I'll yeah. get back to you. Thanks very much. Thank we you, we're not going to we're not going to do anything until you come back. <laughs> I, I promise we're not taking. I know you don't yeah, listen to the show. Talking, we're not going to take any a, calls or anything. We'll play some adverts. I'll be as quick as I can. I'll be as quick as okay, I can. Okay, quicker. Th- okay, quicker thank that. you, Nigel. Right, we'll go to the adverts and then we'll just wait for Nigel. There you go. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. We are waiting for Nigel to call back and sing a second song. Now he's promised he'll call back. So we are going to wait. What were the BPMs you gave him? It was about um, 120. Dylan's bored on Twitter. Dylan is a young lad. I'm glad I didn't reply with um, abuse. Is um... I wonder what that's all... should be in bed. What time's live and kicking on in the morning? No. You'll miss it. Mm. Why has a kid got a telephone number? I don't know. I'm not sure you should be putting it on the internet. No, I'm going to give it a call. I'm getting questions about umbrellas. What do you do if it blows inside out? Sorry, the mobile you're calling isn't available at the moment. Right. But if you like, we... I tried to call you. 
She just tuned in. We're waiting for Nigel to call back for his... Um, oh, hey, Nigel! This is, this is mad, mate. <laughs> this is mad. I've had to learn a song in two seconds. <laughs> what, is, it fu- is it up-tempo? Yes, it's Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. And oh, yes. Nigel! Yes. Now yeah. we, this is a tune... Do it. Turn, turn our microphones off. Let's I'm, gonna, I'm just doing the chorus, basically, because I don't know the words <laughs> But I'll do my best. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just do it, Nigel. I'll do it. OK, sorry. And do that. You've go. got to do the whole song. Yeah, it's done. I'm doing it now. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> stuff to the the ballads that one that one you mean yeah 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 what i'm saying is yeah, did you did you hear it all of it then yes i don't know all the words we it, noticed I've never sung it before no but you did yeah. a great job you were jamming it's like whitney saw you in the crowd at las vegas yeah. she got you up on stage embarrassing for you because you don't know the song yeah, but, but you hard, styled it, it out yeah it was difficult to do if we don't know um the words isn't it i know the tune but i yeah. don't know the Do words you? but yeah. uh, i 
the chorus was all right, wasn't it? It was all, It was oh. more than all right, mate. It was absolutely Boston. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. You're very... I, yeah, I, that, mean, that means that I can sing anything, really, if I put my mind to it. It does. Yeah. I'd love to hear oh, you yeah. do a heavy metal song. <laughs> I'd love to hear you say, um, hear you sing God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols, a little bit of punk rock. I'll put, well, I probably could if I tried. You I probably know, could. I'd love to hear it. You don't know until you try. <laughs> anyway. Well, thanks for that, Nigel. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Would it be on YouTube? Um, no, look, yeah, somewhere. Re- somewhere. Recording might come up on YouTube. Ah, oh, has Catherine seen my video on Golden Years, Talk Sport the Golden Years? No, neither of us have, and, and we won't. Oh. But thank you for f- oh. bringing it up, mate. OK, then. Take Bye-bye, care. Then. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, let's go to New York City, the home of entertainment. Good evening, Matt. I have to follow that. I know, yeah. Yeah, you have to, mate. Go on, follow it. Do it. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> Do it. No pressure whatsoever. Hang on, let me get my CDs out and I'll sing a song. No! Hey, um... <laughs> go on, what you got? All right, I have a joke for you then. How would you like that? Oh, jeez, I hate jokes. Yeah, I know. Hey, uh, actually, I'm calling to follow up on your Toronto trip that you guys took and wanted to see how you guys have been enjoying the city oh, since yeah. your flight last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good and so Canadian. We are still in Toronto. Um, yeah. Yep. Where, the... where have you? I, I, I spent a lot of time there a year, so I'm very familiar with the town, so I'm curious of where you have been spending your day so far. We have been to the high street. The aquarium. Yeah. The aquarium we, was we good. Saw, we, the aquarium is nice. We, we, yeah. saw the, um, we saw the river. Um, and we're, we're, the, we're, the river? We saw the river in Toronto, yes, mate. And then we're, we're, back, we're back at the market now. Let's, listen, this is the market. Bustling. Yeah, the mar- some, uh, yeah, the outdoor market. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, sounds- it's daytime. Because yeah, it's daytime here. It's, day- it's not nighttime here. It's day- it might be nighttime in Britain, but it's certainly daytime here yeah. in Canada. God, this is stupid idea. Yeah, it's seven twenty-two in, in Great Britain, in uh, in Toronto right now. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, well, where's where's this? Where's the river at? By the way, that I'm not familiar with. The river in Toronto. Yeah, there's a there's a big great lake, a freshwater lake, but the the river I'm not too familiar. Well, how with. do you where think? Where, all right, all right, mate. Where does all right, mate? Where does the lake get its water from? You think you're so clever. It, it gets it from the river, which is actually towards Montreal and Ottawa City. Yeah, 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 that one, oh, that one. But oh, we, yeah, we one. no, oh, yeah, but, yeah, we went to we went to Don River and Black Creek. Yeah, got it. Okay, like two hundred fifty kilometers away. Got it. Yeah, you guys did that in a day. That's brilliant. We got, we, do, do, like do, no, we didn't time travel. We got a helicopter. Which is, oh, helicopter! Wow. Yeah, we got. You say, "Wow, well, like I've never." Oh, helicopter! No. Yeah, I've got a helicopter, mate. I've got jungle money to burn. We got resources. Yeah, oh, I forgot. I got jungle money. I forgot all of that. So we got. Well, we spaffed it on a helicopter. Quite... <laughs> well, well, good for you. I'm glad. When do you guys fly back? Because you know, I'm I'm right down the street. I can come down and visit. So just let me know. I'll, I'll, no, you're, you're, you're about two hundred. Or... You're about two hundred and fifty kilometers away. You won't make it because you can't afford a helicopter. You'll have to go in a, in a yellow taxi cab. No. Yep. Okay. Now that's now that's an offensive American accent right there. Uh, right? That's, that's an offensive American accent right there. Okay, you can hang up on me now. I'm done. Okay. Thanks very much. Indeed. He <laughs> asked. He asked you to end him. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. This last hour has been. Uh, it was only twenty five minutes in. Yeah. This last twenty five minutes has been the longest two hours of this show. Um, very strange vibe. Very strange vibe. I think that Nigel slowed it down with Misty. 
Oh, dear. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. I just don't know what to do with myself. Oh, yeah. This is a story that I've not read, but I read the headline, so... That'll do. That'll do. I feel a cold coming on. Sitting in this fridge. Can I turn it up? Nope. The, the air condition is working for the first time in six months. We're going to keep it cold. Trapped three days in sewer rat at Romford. Shawshank redemption. A dishevelled man was rescued after three days stuck in a sewer. Locals raised the alarm after hearing screams from a manhole cover in the middle of a road in Romford. The 48-year-old man was hauled out by police and then immediately asked, Has anyone got a fag? (gasps) He claimed he'd crawled through tunnels about eight feet underground for 72 hours. Rescuers found he had broken his heels. Oh, my God, that's awful. Is this incredible? The man is thought to have stumbled into a sewer as he looked for shelter after a night drinking in the East London town. The entrance near South Street is about a mile from where he was discovered in Brentwood Road. Lingoff, 52, who witnessed the rescue, said... He came out, lit on the ground and rambled on about this mental journey he'd been on for three days. It looked filthy. He's been in a sewer. Incredible. Sam Palmer, who works nearby, said, First thing he did was ask for a cigarette. He looked dishevelled. I looked into the sewer. It wasn't standing height, so he must have been crawling through muck. Another shop worker said, Everyone had heard this bloke yelling, but we couldn't work out where it was coming from. (gasps) Eventually, the police found out. The tunnel network carries rainwater from roads straight to the River Rom in Toronto, in in London. River Rom? Romford. Romford. There we go. An ambulance spokesman said, We treated him at the scene for ankle injuries and exposure to cold temperatures and water. Thames Water said the man did not come into contact with toilet waste. He broke his heels. Well, this is, this is what the, the, the pictures indicate. He fell down eight feet, stumbles into surface water drainage and falls eight feet. So that's when he'd break his heels. Day two, heads northeast for a mile in freezing, filthy water. God. In a Day tube. three is heard banging and screaming on a manhole cover. You know, that's my, my idea of hell, that. Is it? I've been trapped underground. Can, can, I want someone to recreate that journey for me. Well, I, I hope he's well. I hope they can fix his feet. And um, and we'll get him on the show. Um, 0344 499 is the phone number. Mark, stay there. Come to you after this. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Uncut, after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Good evening, Mark. Hello. Hello, Mark. You're live on talk radio. Hello. I was just wondering, because I've been listening for the last couple of hours, and this seems to be a kind of happy, sort of groupy, therapy type of thing. What do you do when your father has been diagnosed with terminal illness? Because I haven't got a clue. 
Oh, mate. Well, first things first. I'm really sorry to hear that, man. How 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 are you? Uh, how are you feeling? Tell me how you're feeling. Uh, I'm a bit all over the place, really, because in some ways things are carrying on as normal. Yeah. And in other ways, I'm watching him slowly getting a bit weaker and weaker and stopping being able to do the things he loves doing. So, it's a bit rubbish. Um, um, yeah, it's uh, one of the... The thing is, I know there are no answers to this. No. <laughs> no. But I'm still looking for answers anyway. I've been through it. I was told my dad was dying, and uh, <laughs> then he did. Um, and, uh, and um, you know, I, I don't know how long you've been listening to the show for, but I didn't get on with my dad for a long time, and then I kind of made peace with him, and that was a really big thing. And then shortly after I'd made peace with him, he phoned me up and said, oh, I've got cancer, but I've got a year, so let's make the most of this year. And that was in November, and then he, 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 died, in, um, he died in February. So we didn't have yeah. a year. And I know what you mean, going around and seeing him, he was a, he was a fat man, and going around and seeing him skinny and... Um, when he took me out to the shops because he wanted to buy something, um, oh, this is going to make me tear up. Look, he wanted to. He, he never. He ne- no, no, no. This is good. This is good. This is good for both of us, brother. Because we, we, I'm sharing my stuff, and hopefully you'll get something out of it, and then we can talk about your dad, and we, you can cry yeah. as well. So we'll do what we, you know, we'll work out. <laughs> but he never. He only met uh, my eldest son once, and he never met my youngest son because of stuff. Um, and uh, I remember him, he, he, took, he lived in Gloucester and he took me out to Gloucester. He said, I want to buy something for your boys. And so I drove him into town and he had to go and get a mobility scooter. And he's only, he was 60, 60, 61, I guess. And he got a mobility scooter. And while he was sorting out the mobility scooter, he said, go and have a look down there. If you go and look down there, that's where Fred Westhouse was. And I thought, flipping that, Dad. Um, but seeing him using that, because he, he was always a big man, he was a, he was a fat man, and, um, uh, and seeing you know him fragile and frail and yellow, because he, uh, he was not very well, um, was, uh, was tough, man. It, it was tough. Um, and I'm only sharing that because um, I've been through it, and it's shit. And, um, you, you know, everyone comes out the other side and, and, you know, everyone comes out the other side. Um, what's going on with your dad, if you don't mind me asking? So it's, it's looking fairly like he's got um, motor neuron disease. He's not had his, his absolute diagnosis yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they seem pretty convinced it's that. You know, he's got all the symptoms and all the rest of it. He's yeah. just had some final tests. So it's 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 the sort of thing where it's going to probably, you know, the sort of... I've been reading up about it, it's like two to four years is like the sort of whatever it's called, the average expectancy. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you know reading up on it, you know, you know how it's probably going to progress yeah. and what's probably going to happen. But it's just, I suppose it's like you say, it's just making the most of what's, what time you have left, I guess, with, with your... Your father. How old is he? Uh, he's 62. He's, no, it's nothing, is it? That's nothing. It's, it's, he's a boy. No. Okay. Um, it's, um... Mate, it's... Yeah, I, it's I know there's, there's, there's no answer. No. But, you know, I just... Um, my, OK, let's see if I can come up with any uh, advice. What would I have done differently? What am I glad I did? Well, I'm glad I spent... You know, every time I got a phone call from my um, stepmom. Um, saying eh, maybe you should come down now, you know, went straight away, and I'm, I'm glad I, yeah. I'm glad I, I'm glad I did, and I uh, took some time off work, and we're going to sit with him, and, and uh, you know, so I'm, I'm glad I did that. I, 
I should. I, I, I think I, I would like to have spent some more time with him, even when he, you know, he wasn't particularly with it because he was he was eyeball drugged up to the eyeballs on morphine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I wish. I tell you what. I wish I'd done. I wish I'd spoken more about some of the choices that he made in his life. Mm. And um, I wish I'd asked him because um, he made some really bad choices and he made some really good ones. And I'd like to have sat with him and, and, and spoken about some of those choices. And I'd like to have got um, it, it, um, I'd like to have got his memories of me as a little boy and what he remembered around that time that perhaps I don't remember. I just I mm. guess I would have liked to have bathed in his wisdom and memories more. Yeah. Should have done that more. So if I can give you anything, it's that. It's that. I think, you know, anything anybody could offer me yeah. at the moment also, is, is, you know, more than welcome. Yeah, also don't... I, I will. Im- I imagine that you might. Um, you might have felt it. You might, if you haven't, you might feel it in the future. The overwhelming desire to try and do everything, um, and you can't do everything. And um, you know, you've got to look after yourself as well. You know, don't mm-hmm. make yourself ill. Do as much as you can and as much as you want. Don't feel guilty for looking after yourself and and going home. Don't feel guilty if he phones you up and you don't answer the phone because you just don't fancy talking to him today because you've just got other stuff going on. Don't feel guilty about that. You know, you have to look after yourself as well. Um, And he... uh, uh, As a father, I... I don't know if you're a dad or not, but as a father, I... um, And my mum says this to me because my mum's got MS and... She said it to me. I never really bought it. But I know as a dad, if I got ill, I would want to see my boys. Of course I'd want to see my boys. But the most important thing to me is that my boys are having a happy, fulfilling, enriching life. Um, Not, you know, not sitting with me all the time when I'm not very well. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just, you know, I really want to... Do feel like I need to do something, but yeah. I think you know at the same time I'm probably doing all I can do by just sort of being there, yeah. going out and seeing him, and you know seeing chat and all. What else is there that you could do practically? What else is there that you could do? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things, though, isn't it? You know, your mind sort of just spins yeah. and spins out of control sometimes. Yeah. Well, of course it does. Catastrophizing. Um, you know, I, I always, I always. I think I always feel guilty now. I mean, even just uh, talking to anybody else about it because it's, you know, it's, he's the one that's ill. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm affected by that. Well, but, it's, his, know, it's his, his illness. Me going around saying, oh, I'm affected by it feels selfish. Like I'm no, making his illness about but me. But it's not. But it's not. His illness is his his journey, right? He he is the only one that is going through that journey of having motor neurons disease, right? And that's his thing. Your journey is the pain and the responsibility and the effect that his illness is having on on you. That's your journey, and and it's you. You're entitled to feel pissed off, you're entitled to feel upset, you're entitled to feel depressed, you're entitled to feel angry with him, Some, you know, all of that stuff is natural, man. Well, I'm, I'm not, 
I'm not in any way angry with him. I just no, no. Just incredibly unfair. I think, yeah. but then that's that's life. I mean, life's not fair, is it? Yeah. And it never probably have will, you but... got? Um, have you got? You know, I don't know if you're married or if you got. But have you got friends or family that you can share this stuff with? Because you, 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 you know, it, it's tough to carry this on your own. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, like I say, you know, I'm a little bit wary of putting it out there that oh, no, I'm really, you know, struggling with this because. It, Feels like it's like a saint. I don't know. Making it more just about very quickly. We'll be think now, Kath, come in and say. I just want to say, um, okay. but you're, the people who love you won't see it like that. They won't see it the way that you think they will. You are entitled to have all of these feelings because it's a big thing and it's a huge thing and it's a sad thing. Um, so yeah. people love you. They will be happy. Um, I would imagine, that you can confide in them. Kath, you want to say something? I think it's really important that you do, in fact, because those relationships are what's going to stick around and, and help you through what happens next. You know, you can't bear yeah. it all on your own. You've got to remember that. And, you yeah. know, my family, we went through something similar. My husband's a very strong sort of person and ended up trying to carry a lot of the stuff on his own. And yeah. I was dying for him to... Bad choice of words, but I was dying for him to open up and talk to me about stuff because, you know, people around you can see what's happening to you and they they're waiting for you to 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 talk to them about it but yeah you've got to look after yourself and you've got to make sure you still yeah. got those relationships you know in the long term don't cut yourself off and you can give us a call anytime um uh, mark uh, you know i don't know how long you've been listening to the show but it is we we jokingly call it a drop-in center for the lost the lonely and bewildered and normally it's silly and it's nonsense and we talk about pop stars that you've had fights with and just this week actually um more so than 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 we've had a lot recently we've had a lot of um uh people phoning up who are just struggling for whatever reason in the same way that you're struggling you know struggling to just get through life um maybe yeah. you're not struggling maybe that's the wrong word but we've had a few well, people we just, this we week just have valentine's day that's always a fun time for us <laughs> yeah well there you go <laughs> but we you know and um so you can give it and even if we're having a stupid show and we've got you know pop guests in or whatever you can always phone up and you'll you you can you'll have a place here to talk yeah thanks man good luck mark uh, you know I, I feel for you brother um that's you you said the perfect thing it's not fair it's not fair. No. It's not, is it? And it's horrendous. And I wish you and your family the best of luck. Thanks. Cheers, mate. Take care. Cheers. Bye. 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 Everyone's going through something, man. What a call. Thank you, Mark. What a call. What a call. Um, God, dear. I love... I do love the fact that um, people um, feel they can trust us yeah. to phone... Because when he phoned up, I, I did think he was... For some reason, I thought he was going to have a pop. Um, I just felt there was there was something, and um, uh, but I didn't expect him to to unbur- unburden yeah. that. And what I'm so what it turned out to be was him feeling like he could drop his guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In that guard I think you going to say drop his guts. Then I wouldn't approve of well, that. Well, but we've had a few, and I love it, and I love the fact that we can, you know, have Nigel singing, "I want to dance with somebody." I, we can have a, a, a you know wonderful caller like Matt who's get, getting faux offended because I'm doing a New York accent, <laughs> and then we go to a fella um, who's who's. His dad is dying, and I got from what I got from him, he just feels lost, a bit we, lost. We know I went to speak to some students this, this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking about that and, and the difference between, you know, doing a breakfast show and doing this show, and yeah. I think that that relationship we have with the callers on this show, I mean, we had it a bit with the, with breakfast. But... Oh, no, they were all idiots called that show. <laughs> they weren't all idiots. They were all idiots. <laughs> there are a couple of my favourites that never followed us, and I'm gutted about it, but anyway. Um, remember Matt? 
Um, I do remember Matt, um, but, um, but anyway, you're talking about this guy as well. Am I talking to myself? Yeah, I am. That's who you're talking I about. am. I do. Who the hell is Ginger Baker? Dear, dear, dear. What a radio programme this is. Oh, diluting. <laughs> um, but it was this time of night, it's intimate, but I also think that Sorry? it is intimate. All right, mate, calm People... down. Okay, we can stay your side of the desk. But what I'm saying is that it's you know there's nothing else going on. It's when people feel most vulnerable. I want to get deep. Alone. I want to get deep and intimate with my listeners. Well, can one, we have that as the strap? One line? at a time. <laughs> but also, I think making them laugh means that they trust us. I don't know why that is, but it's something powerful in the fact that we make them feel better sometimes. By the way, next week we're giving out um, uh, um, free drugs and alcohol to everybody that calls in. That's uh, we should talk about that competition that we're doing. That right. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've got another ten fifteen minutes. Then it's Martin Kellner. I meant to mention this earlier. Martin Kellner is on tonight and tomorrow night at one o'clock um, with all, the, all all things bright and beautiful. Um, but if you want to give us a call now, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio we have ways of making you talk um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone before give us quite more than that uh, we're here until one o'clock so you can call us and i really can't stress enough that uh, you can call martin kellner after one o'clock you know you, you've got um he's got he's got uh he's on one till five what's that three four that's uh four hours uh, he's got four hours to fill right mm-hmm. and i know it's it's late at night but geez man f- phone him up phone him up drunk phone, <laughs> him up, phone him up drunk and and just start talking about um, you know, is the moon? Uh, what is the moon made of? My favourite theory of the moon is it's a bit of Earth that was smashed off by a, a meteorite. Or so, phone him up at three o'clock in the morning, stoned, and talk about that. Or um, just phone him up and really, you know, try and get to the the meaning of life. That's what through the night radio is for, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and there's nowhere else that's doing it. There's nowhere else that's do. Actually, there's one place that does it a bit quite well, four nights a week. Then the other nights they've got um, the guy we used to work with. Is that who it is? Yeah. Do you remember? Um, is it? Um, I can't remember his, his name. Is it? Um, Somebody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that who he was? Yeah. Right, I caught that and yeah. I thought, gosh, this is... Uh, yeah, yeah, oof. yeah. Um, so you've got a real opportunity with, with Paul Ross through the week and with Martin Kellner at the weekend. You've got a real opportunity to create something unique and wonderful and beautiful that no one else is doing. So if you don't listen to Through the Nights because we used to do lock-ins or it used to go to talk sport and you didn't like sport... You should honestly give give it a crack. Give it a crack. Just have it on and leave. I I, I have it on and um, fall asleep and then wake up again. Um, so Martin Kellner will be on at one o'clock. Let me take this call. Hello, hello, uh, caller. You're on uh, Talk Radio. Well, I hate it. There we go. That, that, there you go. You, you lost your chance there, mate. <laughs> you lost your chance there. Let's go to Gary. Good evening, Gary. Hi, you're all right. Yeah, right, Gary. Turn your radio off, mate, please. I have done. Thank you. Good lad. What you got for Don't us? Don't Gary. That's his, that's what he called me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What have you got for us, Gary? No. Uh, so I was uh, just checking in again, and uh, my dad's in hospital and everything, and my, my mates got cancer and all that. And I just don't like it. I just want to check in and say I'm, I'm doing good. Um. So hang on. So what? So your dad's in hospital. 
he's in hospital for uh, Alzheimer's dementia. Hey, oh, did you did you tell you told us this before, didn't you? Yes. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh gosh. Um, if people can make their own jokes at home. I wouldn't dare. Um, uh, uh, how are you doing, Gary? I'm all right. Apart from shaking. Yeah. Just shaking a moment. Yeah. What, what are you doing? What are you doing up at te- twelve minutes to one? On I might a... as well twelve minutes to one on the morning. Yeah. What, you, why? You can't sleep. Can't sleep. No, I had insomnia and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bugger. It's horrible thing. It is a horrible thing. I'm 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 sleeping less than I was because I'm cutting uh-huh. my meds and I I like sleeping. I love sleeping. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Who's that? Mate in background, yeah. no, shut up, Chief. You've always got mates in the background um, being uh, annoying. I'm very popular. Well, not. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. All right. Yeah. Um, so, what are you gonna do? Uh, are you gonna listen to Martin Kellner after one o'clock? Why have the phone's gone mental all of a sudden? Did I just I say don't know. something? I might do. Yeah, you listen. You should listen to. Might Martin. be all right. Should you listen to Martin and give him? <laughs> no. I like James, like you, like. I'm going to ask to Martin, give him a try. Yeah, give Martin Kellner at one o'clock. He's good, he is. You might, you I might... will do. I'll yeah. try. All right, mate. Do it. I bet you don't. I bet I do. I bet you don't. I bet I do. I bet you don't listen to him. All right. I've got a feeling you won't. I bet I do, though. All right, then. Prove me wrong. I will, though. I'll be listening to him I'll on the way back, and if I don't hear you ringing in, then I'll know that you lied. All right, then. Right, fine. You, it's a deal. Right, this is this is a deal. Thank you. Let's go today. Listen, if I got to bully people into listening, I will bully people into listening. Whatever works. Mate. Whatever gets you through the night. Evening, Dave. Evening. <laughs> I had absolutely nothing to phone in about tonight until just now. Yeah. When you said that you like to listen when you're dropping off to sleep. Yes. And I was doing that last night. Oh. <laughs> uh, and you were talking about. Um, Nose trimmers, and then it just came back to my head. Oh man, have you ever used one? Uh, yeah, I was I was phoning to reassure you. Because well, right, well, plucking the hair—they don't pluck. Right, pl- but plucking a nasal hair is the most painful thing in the world. It's more painful than uh, childbirth, more painful than cracking your knee on a coffee table, more painful than a paper cut. Um, but you're saying that the nose trimmers—it it doesn't hurt. It's pain-free. They don't pluck. They they cut. Oh, so you're putting rotating blades up the old <laughs> schnozzle, are you? Yep, and it just makes a sort of clicky clicky noise, and if anything, it tickles. Oh. It sounds quite pleasant. Um, it's... But did you... Right, here's the thing. I'd be too embarrassed to walk... I wouldn't even know... Where do I go and get them from? Uh, boots, I guess. Would you get it from Boots. Um, I think I got mine off Amazon. Oh, you don't need to go into shops for embarrassing stuff anymore. I remember that now. (laughs) Okay, so... Talking of painful things, the most painful thing I've ever felt was when I was much younger and I was shaving and I had a muscle spasm and cut a chunk out of my lip. Buddy, buddy, bing bong, wowzers. That was nasty. I have nicked <laughs> the bit where the lip connects to the face. 
on the oh. bottom lip. That's called your vermilion Ooh. border. Well, I've, I've nicked my vermilion border, and that is this thing. But you, wowzers, you actually... My son, my eldest son, was running around like an idiot in the kitchen. And we're going, don't run around, the floor's wet. He's running around, running around. And he fell down, bang, face first, right? And he didn't get his hands out to stop him. He hit the floor with his face. He got up, there was a bit of blood, right? But a bit, but not a lot, right? And then a couple of minutes, then he went off and he was crying and stuff. And we comforted him. And then a couple of minutes later, I looked at his face. And I gently pulled his lip. Oh, God. His t- his two front teeth had bitten through <gasps> his lip, and there was a gap half an inch in his oh. just there in his vermilion border, half an inch, and you could you could put two fingers through it. Oh my! Two Jeez. fingers through. And here's the thing, right? Because we were conscious of not wanting to take the Make piss out work. of the NHS, <laughs> and so my wife said to me. Should we phone um, the, the NHS helpline? Or I said, um, I think we might have to take him to A&E. This looks quite serious. <laughs> this looks quite serious. Um, and he had, to, he had to be given uh, an anaesthetic. Then they wanted to sew it up, but with a local anaesthetic. I was going, that ain't going to work. You can try it. It ain't going to work. So then we had to go to another hospital for a general... Oh, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Well, Dave, thanks for that. No problem. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you very much, mate. Let's go to Janie in Glasgow. Evening, Janie. Hi there. Hey Jenny, how you doing? Not bad. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What you got? You're, you're probably the last caller on this show tonight. Although we might get another one in, we'll see. Um, right. But um, plenty of time to call after one o'clock for Martin. What have you got for us, Janie? Well, I just wanted to say um, I'm a relatively new listener, oh. and um, jungle. I'm enjoying. Is it I'm jungle? Enjoy- uh, no, nothing to do with that. Actually, oh, good for you. Well done. Thank you. I- I don't, I don't watch that. Uh, neither do I. It's rubbish. But thank you. Good. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, no, I just I became aware of you for other reasons. But um, I, I'm, I'm very impressed by the way you deal with certain callers who have various issues and um, addictions and things like that. I t- I'm really, really impressed by that. And I've been really touched by a few of the recent calls. There was, there was a guy last night who had me in tears. Um, and I've been thinking about him today and wondering how uh, did he make it to work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was Jim, Jim, wasn't it? Jim, yeah, yeah. That Jim, was yeah. That was Sam Cole. And we've had um, we get them from time to time, Janie, because I talk quite openly about my depression, yeah. and I talk slightly more closedly about you know my issues with drugs and alcohol throughout the years. I never really go into much detail, um, but we so we've had we, we've had a few calls throughout the time. But on it, yeah, this last week. We've had a lot of people who are struggling, really have. Yeah, and I think what happens is people hear it and it encourages mm. more people to ring in and open up. Yeah. Which can only be a good thing, really. Oh, exactly. No, totally. And I'm, I feel, Kath and I both feel honoured that, that people trust us enough um, that they, they feel they can phone us up and, and kind of spill their guts. How's everything going for you? Absolutely. Um, oh. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> another one with minutes to go with Martin Kellner assuming the position. Yep. Another one. That no, the... no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm Good. all right. I'm, I'm coping. Do you know what? Go on. I wanted to ask you one question, yes. and this is go- this is going to sound really petty. Okay. And I don't mean it to be. Okay. But, but. earlier on, yes. I went to tune, I'd been watching something on TV and I thought, oh, I'm a, right, I'll finish watching that, I'll yeah. tune in to Ian Lee. Yeah. 
And before I tuned in, I thought, I'll check on Twitter and see what he's saying, see what the topics are. Yeah. You blocked me. Oh, is that you? Oh, <laughs> right. Oh God, this is all, this is embarrassing, and this is this is modern yeah. modern embarrassments. I right. I know. I've got a feeling you said something that annoyed me. Really? Yeah. I, but I, but then I couldn't see it when I went through your Twitter feed. So no. I'm going to do something I don't normally do. I've unblocked you. Mm. I've got a very low threshold nowadays. Oh there. well, do you know? See, to be honest, I was thinking about it, and I thought. Have I said something that is maybe misconstrued well, or maybe? Well, you need to you need to speak better. Um, well, listen. Well, I've unblocked you now, so feel free to follow me. And, and um, yeah, there you go. Oh well, well, honestly, I certainly have never meant any. All right, cool. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, what a lovely way to end the show with peace and love, Janie. I've got to go because I want to. I'm desperate to hear what Martin's got on his show after one o'clock. Of course. See you later on. Ta-ta. Take care, bye. Were you yawning yeah. then? No, no, I was just thinking to myself, I wish I'd prepared something if you would. Do you do a lot of blocking? Do you block people on Twitter I, a lot? I've got about I... 500 people blocked. Really? Well, because before I would engage with them, with people saying, oh, your show's rubbish, mm-hmm. and I'd engage. And the, the one thing, I, one of the lessons I carried away with me after my time in Australia was, ah, I'm not bothered. Someone says something I don't like, I block. If, I, if I'm, And even if I'm not sure... They normally go on to, to warrant a blocking, so I just block. Just yeah. block. I'm not having it. If they're rude about Kath, block. I'm not having that. Yeah. I'm not having that. Well, fair enough. Well, we're talking to the Beatles hairdresser. Uh, the guy who cut the Beatles' hair from 67 to 75. You're, uh, what? Well, You're joking. I'm a huge <laughs> Beatles obsessive, as I know you are. Yes, indeed. Wow. Yeah, so this guy, he started... Well, he was cutting... He was working for Vidal Sassoon, and Jane Asher went in there, so she cut... Yeah, yeah. He cut Jane Asher's yeah. hair. And she said, how do you like to cut a boyfriend's hair? Um, and he said, yeah, I'll have a go. At that and he did it at the time. He didn't actually know that uh, that was Paul McCartney. How would you like? To, well, was it yeah. Paul McCartney or was it his replacement after Paul died? No, it was. Yeah, well, Paul. That's right. It was yeah. about the time Paul died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she went round to St John's Wood where he was living at the time and uh, cut Paul McCartney's hair. Flipping yeah, egg. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That's. I'm. What's, I'm listening to that. You got thirty seconds. Give, give us. Give us. Give us some more. Give us some more stuff to keep people listening. Well, we're also in LA live with uh, Elaine Lipwith, who's going to be talking about the latest uh, scandal involved. Involving uh, Donald Trump, who yeah. just seems to be fireproof, really. Yeah, 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 week yeah. after week, something emerges. A big piece in the New Yorker about that. Uh, we're also uh, talking to Sean Ingle, the Guardian's Sean Ingle in Pyeongchang, yep. uh, to find out how the uh, Winter Olympics are going. But, but forget those guys. The, the, honestly, the Beatles hairdresser. Dude, I'm <laughs> listening to that, Martin. Uh, sticker, well, you, you will be sticking uh, I will around. Be sticking you have around. to. I you, really you're contractually have to. obliged. I we'll be really back on Monday to. at 10. Till then, stay tuned to Martin Kellner. Ta-ta!